Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Why did you ask me if I eat plantains? Well, because <laughs> I come from a Spanish household, oh. and usually we eat plantains on the regular. And you come in with like chicken nuggets and plantains. I'm like, is that what I think it is? And then no, again, I <laughs> get some bananas, you communist fuck. I don't know who. <laughs> this is just uh, for the. This is good like for the it. radio. Uh, it's oh, some yeah, sort of Olive Garden crap. <laughs> um i don't even remember what it was now uh i got it after i saw lion king and i was just i don't even know what life was um oh, man what is this i can't remember <laughs> what, what am they, i eating <laughs> they called it it's just spinach and tomatoes and some sort of sauce with noodles i don't know what the actual name is it's the Olive pasta fagioli and you're gonna eat it like everybody else does <laughs> yeah when you're here you're here when you're here your so, family dies from you, a diabetic coma <laughs> did you you guys have seen that um that uh that fake tweet about showing a bot like hours of olive garden yeah, yeah, commercials yeah yeah so yeah when you're here you're here that's when you're uh here, you're here like i've that. always i've always uh i just always say that and usually someone bursts out laughing and that's no that's how i know who my friends are <laughs> yeah i, I understand have... i mean i meant to ask you what version of sonic adventure is that that you have displayed on your shelf oh hell like yeah soundtrack let's look let's take a look <laughs> he Ow, said oh fuck. hell yeah <laughs> uh, this is the sonic adventure soundtrack second thing in my life i ever imported and two wait last year signed? at magfest when jun sanoi performed him and his mm. band signed it that's nice. really so, cool i'm not normally one for like autographs and shit you didn't have to pay for them thankfully which i think is the biggest fucking racket in the world but um they it was like did you guys go to magfest two years ago not the last one not but the, two years ago okay no, my yeah first one was last year gotcha yeah it was jun sanoi's first america first like u.s public performance um and he had a dude on drums dude on bass and they were playing sonic adventure one and two stuff a little bit of hero stuff a little bit of just like whatever else crush 40's done basically minus johnny um it's, it's, Johnny be, wasn't there? Yeah, he wasn't there that year. Full disclosure, as much as I love Sonic, I've got the tattoo and everything, don't really care about Crush 40. Don't understand the appeal <laughs> of their butt rock. But that it fits the games. But uh, regardless, though, I was like, I'm already up. It's like 1 a.m. I'll go get this thing signed. Are you fucking kidding me? So, uh, And I, I've never been able to catch Johnny at, at uh, too many games, but... For the sake of, like, completion, I would like him to sign this, too, to have Crush 40 signatures on it, you know, so. Did he even show up to too many games? Because I don't even. He did. I I heard that all his panels were Uh, canceled. Oh, actually, I don't know. Well, I know that I I happened to walk. I literally happened to walk past the line for his uh, Q&A, and they said that he was not going to make it to that. I guess his plane hadn't even landed yet. Um, And I know that either later that night or the next day he was performing, 
I don't know if that ever did happen because I was at uh, the Megavision's booth the whole time, so I couldn't really get right. away too much. Um, and honestly, I just forgot when his performance was because I was so... It's such a different thing having a booth at a convention as opposed to running around and just buying shit. Um, so I don't, I don't know if he actually was, now that you mentioned that, because I never... You know, I, I like to think I know their songs well enough that I would have recognized a tune if I walked near it or something, but I don't recall, like, catching that or something. So I don't know if he did. Yeah, I didn't hear shit from that either. It's fun when he does play, though, because, you know, he's singing to the instrumental track, and you would think, like, oh, what a cop-out, like, why is this fun? But he'll bring four kids or just four volunteers up on stage, and they'll play air instruments. Um, So last (laughs) year at Too Many Games, they were called, like, the Crush 20 and a Halfs or something, he said. Um, so it's he seems like a cool guy, so it was um, still fun. He has to see fun him. with it. Yeah, yeah, he does, and he. I mean, he seems like an all right guy. I don't think people understand that, like, if you're in a band, that's just your job. Because he has his whole band Hardline that's like very active in touring and everything. I think they're just like a straight up hard rock band or something. But yeah, band is called Hardline. Yeah, <laughs> Hardline. May as well call yourself like Car Loan or something. You know, yeah, it sounds like he <laughs> took Powerline from Goofy Movie. And then something else. That was about it. Yeah. Oh, man. I just watched that recently. What a what a flick. How does it hold up? I have not watched it recently. There, it, I, It's still fun. You got to okay. watch it with someone that's seen it and has rose-tinted glasses for it. But, okay. um, but it was like, it was one of those movies, and it probably goes the same with like Tiny Toon and Summer Vacation or whatever, where yeah. I swear it was so much longer than it actually is, but it's like just over an hour so or that tiny tunes movie isn't three hours like i remember that's how i mean maybe we were sitting in the same car as plucky duck but i remember that movie being pretty long but i'm sure I think it wasn't it's because so we were watching uh this is actually probably going to go into our icebreaker but uh me and my wife we were at a barbecue yesterday for my dad's birthday and we caught they were playing the the 1994 lion king and oh, no. i watched well i'm watching the original and i'm watching it and i'm like okay this is good but then I'm like, fuck commercials, man. Like, I have, I don't have, like, cable TV anymore, and my dad and mom have Dish. And literally, I'm like, all right, we're about to, this is the Mufasa scene. Uh, here's about 10 minutes of commercials. I was like, fuck, all right. I fell yeah, asleep. I didn't even watch the Mufasa scene because I fell asleep. <laughs> fuck. But If you ever go back and watch that, um, there's something that's always bothered me about that scene is there's audio of um, James Earl Jones saying, brother, before mm-hmm. Mufasa actually mouths the word brother. I don't know. That was oh, something that really? always drove me nuts. They, they might have they gotten rid of it, it by now. Yeah. Because it's like, he's like looking down and you just hear brother. And then you hear brother. So. Oh. <laughs> I don't uh, know. It's one of those many Easter eggs you hear about Disney movies like the dick in the Little Mermaid and stuff. Well, phrasing, it's not an actual dick in the Little Mermaid. It's right. The movie, um, <laughs> the movie cover. The movie is called The Little Mermaid. Uh, there used yeah, to but be. Didn't the priests also have like a, a giant fucking erection. Yes, in one the, the priests had too? an erection. Um, you know, I think there's sex spelled out in the clouds of the Lion King. Yeah. I don't know. The genie whispers, "Do her or stick it in or something in Aladdin." I don't fucking know. I mean, if you go back and watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the whole reason the bad guy is like doesn't like the gypsy is and is singing like that she needs to die and all this stuff is because he has he a hard on for the gypsy and wants to have sex with her but he's like that's against my religion it's her fault that i have a boner <laughs> yeah she's a witch to, yeah go back Burn and her. listen to the lyrics to the no- hunchback of notre dame of that one song and it's hellfire hellfire that's what it is 
Yeah. Of course, Chris knows mine. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) It's religion based, so of course, Chris knows this one. Oh, yeah. I know it because there's a lot of really good metal covers of that song that I enjoy. That's like the one Disney song that I'll listen to. That movie's, I feel like that movie's underrated, too. That movie I haven't seen it that The only like animated one I haven't seen is The Princess and the Frog, I think. That's way past my time, so I don't really care. Yeah, the it. Bleh. I feel like that got the shaft, and so did. Um, or wait, is that the one that's down in like Louisiana or something? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. one state below me. <laughs> that's like it's. It looks really good and colorful and vibrant, but I feel like it got the shaft because that was right before they went to like it can only be Pixar, blah, you know. Yeah, that's what so. their next one's gonna be. Be prepared; they're gonna start fucking remaking all the Pixar movies. God, why? How would you? F- so is that gonna be the reverse and like they draw it out instead of animated, or they just CG? live action? It's just actually Tom Hanks and uh, uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> no, there is a video of someone doing Toy Story with the toys entirely. The first Toy Story somewhere, someone did that. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't well, know if it's worth looking up, but just know it exists. Let's get into it. This is basically we're going to go over, I mean, spoilers for The Lion King. Uh, you're not going to miss anything from the new Lion King. It is almost, so when I was watching it, so a little backstory. The only reason I went to go see The Lion King 2019, you know, CGI, all that, was because I had got a freak ticket. I would That's not willingly, I would not willingly give this, give my own money to go see this. And also, Chris, if you remember... Uh, my Godzilla experience. I did not see this movie in the same theater. We drove. Okay, 40 so was minutes. this right. was this in the good theater or the bad theater? The, the Lion King was in a good theater. Okay, we had reclining seats. We had like a little table that you could put like food on and shit like that. It's like pay a dollar more, one dollar more for VIP seats. And I'm like, yep, I want. I'll pay a dollar more for. Well, I'm not paying a dollar more for anything because I didn't pay for it. It is almost a beat for beat reenactment yeah almost frame for frame almost line for line in some areas yes uh the very beginning i got hit with nostalgia real hard and i kind of like i was like oh shit this is gonna be really good but that nostalgia fell off really quick i agree after the simba part where rafiki holds which by the way rafiki got the shaft in this movie rafiki was not as cool as rafiki actually is but after he holds simba up and it cuts hard cuts to lion king and then after that i was just like okay the nostalgia has gone Where's his red ass? <laughs> uh, but Who no. played Rafiki in this one? I don't even I know. know. He didn't have enough lines for me to even place his voice. And a lot of it was just, and I don't, it's not gibberish. It's obviously another language, but it's, I didn't know what language it was, but he doesn't have very many English lines and stuff too. In this no, one. yeah. It's a lot of kind of tribal talk. I don't know what you would but, dis- yeah, yeah, something something like that. Uh It's but, all he almost gave off more of like a witch doctor vibe than than a he like was. than a wise Well, I mean, elder. Rafiki was a witch doctor. But he still he showed especially okay, so here here it goes into what one of my one of my biggest problem was is when you see Rafiki interacting with Mufasa or Sarabi or anybody, there's emotion. You can right. see it. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that. I know where that. you're going. Yep. You can't do that when you're trying to make these animals look as realistic as possible and then also having them talk. The talking is what threw me off because, like, these, it looks, it's very pretty. Like, this looks like yeah, a natural beautiful. Geographic. It's the best looking, like, yeah, Zootopia, not Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say Zootopia. National Geographic, but instead that popped in, whatever. Uh, Zootopia is better. <laughs> uh, but no, you're watching it, and uh, a lot of the movies or a lot of the songs fall flat. Yeah, well, the- have you seen any of the other live-action Disney ones? 
Disney remakes? Uh, I've seen 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. Oh, I forgot that one existed. Yeah. Yeah. But I did not watch Aladdin. I didn't watch Beauty and the Beast. I didn't watch uh, Jungle Book, even though I heard the Jungle Book wasn't that bad. Yeah, I heard that one was good. So this is your first one of the resurgence of remakes then, right? This is probably my last one as well. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, I have have some thoughts. Cool, Uh, cool, cool. But the... Yeah, the song. So the reason that a lot of, especially, uh, so two songs that stick out the most with me were uh, "I Can't Wait to Be King." That one's very over the top. It's very like, I mean, there's animals standing on top of animals at one point, and they're like swaying in this, and they try to do it where they have all the animals like walking with Simba and Nala, and they come up all in frame, and they're saying "I can't wait to be king," but it's not the same. It doesn't work. It, it's Scott, it doesn't look the same. Audio listeners, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucked. Listen to me. Aladdin and Lion King, my two favorite Disney movies, hands down. Great. Am- amazing. Robin Williams, one of my favorite actors in the world. Aladdin, I didn't want to see it because I was like, this is disrespectful, you know, all that stuff. But Will mm-hmm. Smith, I saw in an interview, he's like, I don't feel like I should do this. So at first he he said no to the part, which I was like, okay, cool. I, that's That's good. That's how any human would react to like you want me to reprise or not even reprise because it's not him again you want me to do a role that robin williams had he has notably like 80 different voices in this movie and you want me to somehow bring that to physical life but he's like i try i I talked and thought about it and i decided to put my own spin on especially with you never got never had a friend like me Oh, that song was not great. The but that's what I was why I was asking if you'd seen any of the other ones because the I've seen Dumbo, which wasn't too bad, and I saw Aladdin, but the songs felt forced, and it's just like in the Lion King, like I just can't wait to be king. That's a bonus level in the Genesis game where everything gets crazy vibrant. Like you suddenly oh, yeah. fell into a, a tie dye shirt or something, and there's just the water's different colors, and you're mm-hmm. jumping on giraffes' heads, and there's like a crazy pyramid of animals, and like. And if this, even still, if this is a musical, like you're watching a musical, like I don't even know, I can't even like West Side Story or something or Grease. You go into a different movie almost when you the musical numbers kick in. Uh, Mamma Mia, all that. Yeah, stuff, it just like. doesn't happen in The Lion King and Aladdin. Like the color, I just can't wait to be king. Felt so anticlimactic, and it didn't feel mm-hmm. like they were getting away from life or. That I felt like that song should have been like they're suddenly in Simba's imagination, and yeah. you know you're seeing things that just don't exist in the real world. But it was just so flat. They're like playing in the water, and then they get away. And there's just the moments where they're supposed to be like, I was waiting for them. Like, okay, they can still save this with that last note. Just can't mm-hmm. wait to be king. Boom, and have like the entire African safari standing on Iago or so, or wait. Uh, Iago's Aladdin. Zazu. Zazu. Zazu, Zazu. yeah. yeah. Z- which, honestly, they should have called this movie The Lion King, Zazu's Story. Because he, I think he had the most lines in the whole movie. Uh, John Oliver did an amazing job yes, as Zazu. Yes, he did he great. He did very good. Yeah, he did great, but the songs Be Prepared was like a third the length of its original that, version. Well, also, that's my, that no was my impact. wife's favorite. It was it fell flat. Because the whole reason, again, it's it, it comes back to color in this movie. Granted, yeah. they're, the African Safari... Or African whatever isn't very colorful. Like I mean, it's got greens and browns and stuff like that. But like the whole reason be prepared is amazing because you have the evil green smoke. Right. You have like all that. Even the hyenas have the evil like the the generic hyenas that aren't the main three that are Whoopi right. Goldberg, Cheech Marin, and uh, Jim Cummings. Yeah. They all have like there's a so rewatching it yesterday I did not know how Nazi inspired 
that song is like the, yeah. the hyenas are doing the nazi march oh to, yeah that's right yeah, yeah and it looks they're like they're practically go- yeah. in a volcano and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. it just kind of i don't know scars voice actor and, and that's what i was i was trying to go into this movie not comparing it to the old one but when you read it when you do a movie beat for beat you have to compare it to the old one. Yeah, it's hard. And, and that's kind of what the other ones fell out of, is they weren't beat for beat. Dumbo, Aladdin, uh, at least from what I've understood, my girlfriend my girlfriend is a Disney fan like I am a Sonic and Sega fan. So she's told me, like, the other ones have kind of fallen flat. Jungle Book is good, like a good movie, even if it wasn't Disney. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's just not, you don't have that expression that you can capture in animation. And kind of to bounce off what you said, I couldn't tell the difference between the lionesses. Like, when it was Nala and Simba's mm-hmm. mom talking, I couldn't tell who was who when I've she was grown up. i things on that. So, one, did you notice they never said lionesses? Yeah, they I did. always said I, lions. I never... Th- oh, yeah, okay. Interesting. And two, so when Nala grows up, because Nala is voiced by Beyonce. Yes. There's one scene, and it's... Uh, uh, what's the romantic song? I can't think of it. Can right you now. feel the love tonight? They, yes, that was like the... playing almost the entire movie in the background. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that or not. Yeah. Uh, there's one point where you see Nala is has one frame, and then after you see it in that frame, you see it nonstop. That they gave Nala eyeliner, and they gave her eyelashes, like the fuck, very noticeable eyelashes. And the minute I saw it, I couldn't unsee it the entire movie. Yeah, that's weird. It's really, really weird. Also, there was an extra song that was vo- that was sung by Beyonce. Oh, Spirit or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, the one where they're running from uh, the you know Timon and Pumbaa's place back to Pride Rock, and they're going over the desert, which is different too. But that's that minor stuff's not too bad. But again, like I said, it's beat for beat. If you don't want to see any audio listeners that you're on the fence about seeing the new Lion King, just go watch the 1994 version, and you've watched the new one. Unless yeah. you really like to see CGI realistic lions. Yeah, the problem is it's too realistic. The I you couldn't see expressions in their faces like when Simba's pissed at his dad or pissed at Zazu or saying like I'm going to be king like right before the music swells. It's just like he just looks like a house cat and I can't tell if he has <laughs> any emotion at all. It made me it made me so upset cuz the biggest thing is it comes down, like, this movie, any movie will do well from marketing, from selling shit related to the movie, like, mm-hmm. but Simba has a face, you know Simba's face, you know Rafiki's face, you know Mufasa's face, Mufasa's face wasn't even in the cloud, um, like, faintly. But, yeah, oh, really? But, but so what I was gonna say is, like, you can't, like, say, like, oh, that's the new Lion King Simba, I know that plushie, like, no, it's just gonna look like a fucking lion. He looks a lot just like Mufasa, I mean, like, yeah. And even that, even so, in the cloud part too, I was like, "This is obvious." They're not gonna do like the, an or the animated feature where it's just you know a cloud Mufasa up in the sky. But whenever the lightning that. struck, I did want that. I want CNN. <laughs> yes, the light. Whenever the lightning would strike when Mufasa was talking, and you saw a faint outline of a lion. Hmm. Okay. But it was hard to see. It was very yeah. hard to see. Also, this is just a pet peeve of mine with movies, not particularly with this movie. If you bring your baby to a movie. You're an asshole. Ah. You're an asshole. This baby is not this baby. I'm literally this baby. Look, I don't know, six to twelve months. Did they tell you to hold it or something? No, no, no. <laughs> it every time during the emotional scenes or something like that, you just hear a baby start crying, and my wife was just like, "Motherfucker!" And my wife never cusses. 
They took this baby out of the theater six times Holy and brought it back crap. in. Back in, but I was like, dude, get a babysitter or catch the movie on another night. Yeah. So there, there were kids uh, where we saw it, and sometimes they add to it. I'll admit, sometimes it's the reason I go to the movies because um, one of them, uh, when oh, when they're trying to kill Mufasa and Simba, um, and someone one of the hyenas or someone or someone says like simba's dead one a like little five-year-old or something just yells out he's not dead he's alive and that was kind of adorable (laughs) so that 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 kind of stuff is okay in my book what did you think about how they did the hyenas this time i assume it was key and peel and then some other lady one of them was okay and like they were i couldn't tell the difference between them except the one had a chunk of his ear taken out but they were kind of cooler that they had more dialogue and stuff, but I didn't feel like they were a threat like they were in the original. No, because uh, in the other ones, they were funny but sinister. Oh, like, yes, yes. There was always that undertone where like they're joking with Simba, but at any minute, they could just bite his head off. Right. Also, Ed was great. He's the one that laughs and doesn't really have lines. He's oh, the crazy yeah. one. Yes, They yes. didn't do that. For Chris, for this is the one thing that they did different. They, this one, I guess Ed, I guess that's his character, doesn't know what personal space is. So with uh, the other hyena, he's always just like right up on him and all that stuff. And the guy's like, hey, you know, personal space, get out of my bubble and all that. So that's kind of the road they went. And also Shanzi, I think her name was, played by Whoopi Goldberg in the original version. Uh, she's played by somebody else 100% serious. There is and she no was like comedy. the leader of the hyena. There was no leader yeah. of the hyenas in the original. Right. Scar was basically I, uh, that. Yeah, there wasn't a re- leader in the original. I do understand why they did that because, again, in actual hyena nature, the it's very uh, matriarchal. So she would be the leader. But we don't need that. You need all three. These are the three guys. These are the three characters that are just riffing and making jokes. I mean, one's played by Cheech Marin, the old yeah. one. And it's they're really good, but... I don't, maybe I'm too old for this movie. May, or maybe it just, I just doesn't. Didn't, it's it didn't not need to exist. There's no Disney magic. This looked like a National Geographic film, and that bums me out because I want like crazy colors and all that shit. The problem is this movie's gonna make. It's gonna be a commercial success. I don't know why. I don't. <laughs> hey, I didn't like Welcome the new Spider-Man either. So, but anyone else can jump on my ass. I don't care. I haven't seen it yet. We're gonna go see it this week. So I, then I'll I won't see anything. I won't say anything. But it. I'm a big Spidey fan, but it wasn't great. Yeah. But doesn't watch movies. I will say, stay for the after credits. <laughs> I won't spoil anything, right. but I did do a little like yeah, at, yeah. At, during one of the credit scenes. So have I you guys spoil. caught the timeline for the next Marvel state set? Yeah, stage four. I'm yeah, the only one now. that I really recognized was uh, Doctor Strange. All the other ones, I have no fucking like. One of them was like Shang Chi and the the Ten yeah. Rings, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Everyone's like hyping it up. The I'm Eternals, just like, I'm... the what if scenarios. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm there's... excited for the Thor. That's the very yeah end of the timeline. There, I'm trying to look at it too here. But the what's um... the, what's the new Thor movie called? Uh, Love and Thunder or something like that. Yeah, Love and Thunder. It's his solo. Al- it had... It's Thor's solo album. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it reminds me of the same font style that Far Cry 3's Blood Dragon had. Yeah, so it was yeah. Just yeah. Like, is this going to be like a, an 80s rift or some the shit like is, that? The thing is, I absolutely loved Thor Ragnarok because it was so weird and funny. Because if, if you ever watch Thor and then Thor Dark World, they're very serious movies. And Thor, for a while, was a very serious character. 
And then they went, I think they were like, look, Thor's about to go through a lot of shit where things are going to go really bad for him. Let's make a really funny movie and then also put Jeff Goldblum in there. And I'm like, yeah, all right. It was okay. Out of all the Thor movies, I probably like Thor Ragnarok the most. So a lot of the there's there were 10 announcements. I'll read them through real quick, just if no one's yeah, seen them good. yet. Uh, and I'll read them in the order they're supposedly releasing. Um, Black Widow. Also, it doesn't say if these are movies or series, um, but some of them can be assumed. Anyway, Black Widow, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, like you said, Wanda Vision, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Thor, Love and Thunder. So, no I, new I, Spider-Man in there, though. I guess that's a ways no. off still. Uh, I'll see Thor. I'll see the probably the Doctor Strange one because multiverses are very interesting to me. I would like to see how that because Doctor Strange is a very weird comic because like he'll just, I mean he goes through interdimensional. Also, Dormammu is one of the coolest villains in Marvel history, and I don't think they really did did him. They did what they did in Doctor Strange was really cool, but he also takes a physical form at one point. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one's supposed to... They just announced that it's supposed to be uh, almost a horror film, which I'm totally down for. I am, yeah. That's, That'd be pretty yeah. fucking like, sick. Like, I feel like yeah. if it... And I remember forever ago, uh, someone asked Stan Lee, like, what's one Marvel character, hero, whatever, that you would like to see get the movie treatment? And he said Doctor Strange, because he feels like no one's been able to do that justice and that that would be a fun just... Just a fun ride because of all the crazy shit you could do with it, and I completely agree. Yeah. So I felt bad because my cousin was like, or my wife's cousin was like, "Are you ready to see the new? Are you ready for stage four of the Marvel movies?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Why?" I was like, "I was like, I saw what I built up to for ten years." Yeah, it's crazy to me that they're even trying to like continue with some of these things. But um, I guess spoilers. It's like, where do you go from here? Yeah, it's Galactus. Maybe I, I no shit. I was telling uh, my last roommates like, OK, we just did um, Captain Marvel with the um, oh, geez, what's what's what are the aliens called? I can't remember now. Scrolls. Yeah, the scrolls. And that was they were a major enemy for the Fantastic Four for a while. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do you seriously think they're leading up to a third remake of a Fantastic Four movie now? Because what could be a bigger threat than Galactus or like? beyond thanos of of such a scale that they've already dealt with so um yeah i don't know but uh what i wanted to point out amongst these things uh five of them have the disney plus logo so i still don't know if that means they're going to be series or movies i know hawkeye is supposed to be a series i do remember hearing that hawkeye was supposed to be a series loki was supposed to be a series and i think black widow was also supposed to be a a series i hate tom hiddleston i hate that snide bitch I don't I also like think, him. Yeah, I think they're working off because they're working off that Loki. Because have we all seen in uh, Endgame? I think we've all seen it. Uh, all well, we've all seen Endgame. I don't know that Chris has seen um, Infinity War. No, no. Well, the thing is, I'm thinking in Endgame, you know, there was that one where they went to back in time. They did their time heist and there was that Loki that got away with the Tesseract. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that this Loki story might be going off of that Loki, because in the current universe, in the current timeline, that Loki never came back, just like Black Widow didn't come back. Oh, because... is that how they're doing Black Widow? I don't know. Maybe. I'm sorry, but I didn't care about her death in the movie. 
I don't care either. I, I was assuming that they were doing a Black Widow series, like an origin story of how she became Black Widow. She like, got paid a lot of money to eat a sandwich. Yeah. It was the sandwich. And, and, and fall off a cliff. <laughs> it's interesting what you mentioned with the Loki thing, because right after that one, spring 2021 is Loki, and then summer 2021 is the what if, so I wonder if Loki's going to lead into that what if. Well, we've started time shit now, so that's where yeah. things can go also fucking rails (laughs) what the fuck ever yeah it'll be i the only thing i'm interested in on this list honestly is what they do with the falcon and winter soldiers since he's captain america Mm -hmm. now spoilers uh it's not even spoilers if you read enough of the comics you know who's gonna be or has been captain america but Mm -hmm. dr strange i'm definitely super pumped for and yeah we'll see about the other ones i don't know i'm gonna make a slight effort to see dr strange i would Oh, the, because you don't have to watch a bunch of other ones it. to get caught up. Yeah, it's still good. Benedict is good. Um, the supporting staff is good in that one. Uh, mm. It's it's a it's a fun movie, and I would argue that it's up there in visuals with like Inception, probably. Yeah, there's also that there's that storyline from Doctor Strange where the one guy that was a wizard is now a wizard hunter. Yes. So I'm really interested to see how that works out. Right. So we'll see how it goes. All cool stuff. So this is all yeah. very video games. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is how it goes. Yeah. To start off, I guess we should say for audio listeners, if you don't know who this gentleman is with us, we will let him introduce himself. Whoops. Yeah, we never did. Uh, hi, I'm Scotty. Uh, Scotty Moe or Scotty Mofo Show or Scott whatever. Um, for the people watching, I am part of the Megavisions magazine team. Um, the digital content manager, and you might say, what the fuck does that mean for a physical magazine? Um, <laughs> basically, I'm in charge of like the Twitch streams and stuff we throw on YouTube and try to be the marketing pro and all that good stuff. So uh, sometimes I do write for the magazine there. But yeah, physical, Sega, sort of other stuff like SNK, Neo Geo stuff, uh, magazine and website and Twitch. So that's me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he, Very cool. Megavisions have been our buddy pretty much right when we me and chris met at magfest last year and then after that i just remember i I, we met jason like that's how it was so the whole origin story we probably told the story before but i was standing in between with me and my friend at magfest we were in line to go see matt and woolly not matt and woolly i'm sorry pat and woolly from uh, castle super beast and we were standing in line and jason from megavisions he works with megavisions was standing in front of us just as jotaro from jojo's bizarre adventure part three and then Chris and a bunch of other people were standing behind us, and they were having a conversation just over us. And then finally, I, they were like, what do you do? I was like, I'm a streamer. And they're like, oh, shit, you're our friend now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then Chris took like 30 minutes to go take a shit. Did I do that? I don't no, remember that no, part of the I story. Did, no, fucking I, I left to go play some indie games because the person that I was with was just like, oh, I'll just I'll just hold the fort down That's over here. That's what it was because we yeah. were in that line for three hours. It was fucking dumb. We were but, in that line. It shifted into two different lines and went halfway across the venue at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Those can sometimes be fun. I remember my first convention. I was goddamn hooked on me Fighter, me whatever the DS game was that you could, the 3DS game where you could collect Miis from around the world if they were near you. That's all I did yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, when I was in queues and lines and stuff, but convention lines now anymore if you're not sitting on your console you're making buddies with all those around you so it can be fun i 
hey, fun facts and embarrassing thing. I stood in line for four hours at PAX Prime, now PAX Seattle, to see and play Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> uh, what was what was your initial reaction when you got? Oh, to play he has the oh my god! I got the fucking wow. goddamn balls of steel, people. Uh, balls wow. of steel, balls of steel. Um, <laughs> the uh, you know we were blind, and this was when like E three was slowly getting worse, and we saw. The thing is, when you get into a... It's the biggest convention I've been to. When you get into something like that, they have the escalators, and so you can see the whole floor. The first thing me and my buddy saw was not only um, a gearbox, but just a square. This is when no one had been talking about this game for years, but it just said Duke Nukem Forever. We're like, what the fuck? We have to go (laughs) now. That is, We have to go there now. Throw me in that direction. And so that was before him and I both like Duke Nukem 3D. So and unironically, but that and I met Randy Pitchford. He's doing his job as the hype man. There you go. You met your quota for this week. Uh, we did. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> did you see my eyes light up yeah. as soon as he said Randy Pitchford? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, dude, he did his job. He talked to us. He hyped it up. We played the demo. We thought it was cool, but I think we were also just on that Duke high and everything and. It was just most people Jesus are Jesus <laughs> Christ. I gotta. Um, oh, I'm gonna find something. They also had like they had like shirts they were giving out and doing photos with booth booth babes, the Duke girls or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why I was talking about that. I'm gonna grab something that. Okay, no, so, it's completely yeah. fine. Talk more about the booth babes. They were. I mean, they were dressed like schoolgirls. You know, like that plaid skirt oh. and all that crap. Oh. Chris automatically went 180 that- on that. <laughs> Now, I've evil. been to a motorcycle convention that had uh, beer babes, and those babes were, like, my wife was like, she's fine. I was like, and, she geez. is? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is a trap or not. It's a trap. No, it's that was a, a test. Yeah. That was a test, it's honey. A test, and I always fail. Yeah. Also, not to sidetrack, but is that a copy of Night Trap up there? Hell yes. yeah, it is. I think it is. Um, okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I had a lot of shit. Uh, listeners, there's just my um, shelf of games and crap are, is behind me, and on it is uh, Night Trap and also Double Switch, the um, the the limited run versions. Um, fuck, I hope this photo's in here. If it's not, I'm going to be really upset because <laughs> I'm, like, tearing apart half my closet to get this dumb thing. Might not be in here, yeah, but no, limited run's amazing. Uh, I could talk about them forever, too. Ah, yeah. fuck, I don't think it's in here. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, those are autographs. Fuck. Oh, no. I got John St. John this... to sign something, and that was when I was trying to make it on YouTube, so I got him. Ah, oh, I found it. I got him to um, say to my, my stupid channel, eat shit and die, basically. Um, oh, nice. That still has the most fucking views out of anything I've tried to do to be an influencer or whatever. Um, but uh, you can, like, use this for the cat. I don't know. But this, okay. So I mentioned they were taking pictures. There were some booth babes. Mm-hmm. But you could take a picture and have it kind of placed into a Duke Nukem photo. So it looked like you were standing next to Duke Nukem. And me and my buddy Anthony, we did exactly that. So <laughs> that's uh, that's us. That's so good. Yeah, it's pretty uh, magical. So Chris is stunned. The hype was real. That, let me tell you. This dude, that stupid fucking gritty always does whenever he <laughs> really likes something that's stupid. So oh, I could describe it. I describe it for <laughs> listeners. They just it was basically a 
a cutout that you stick your face in, and they put your faces on uh, Duke girls standing next to Duke. So we look like we're scantily clad Caucasian. You look like the ca- uh, the uh, lollipop chainsaw girl. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, like uh, a little bit. Yeah. Like um, this is the first Jessica week, Jessica Negri. <laughs> <laughs> Great, made it. Oh, all right, Scotty. Normally what we do is in this format, we usually start off with our news or not. I'm sorry. We start off with our weeks uh, and then we'll go into our news articles. And since you are our humbled guest this week, we are going to let you go first to see what you have been playing and or anything you've been doing that you would like to share with us this week. Sure. Um, I've not been playing much, but I have been playing a couple of things. Uh, PS Plus free games right now are Detroit Become Human and uh also uh horizon or wait horizon chase turbo i gotta look it up i always get the name wrong chase horizon is that that new uh that new arcade racing game it's not really new it came out in 2018 uh horizon chase turbo and i guess there was just a horizon chase now there's this is a turbo version um we actually Mm. reviewed it in issue what am i holding here seven of megavisions but it looks very much like um outrun um yeah so there's this week uh that game came out on the switch it apparently was originally out on like steam or ps4 but that's why it immediately popped into my head it's a good game it it gets challenging quick but um you know you've got your sports cars your ferraris and whatever it's got there's no online multiplayer but you can have split screen up to four players which is cool um, the coolest thing about it, in my opinion, and it's little things, but my girlfriend's in a racing game, so we've been playing it, but you can actually progress you know, while you're playing co-op and, like, unlock cars and tracks as you go, so that that's kind of a big deal to me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. With, co- with co-op? Yeah, cool. kind of like um, Double Dash forever ago. Mario Kart Double Dash, you can nice. unlock I as you play multiplayer. So much. That's my favorite Mario Kart, but... Yeah, it's good. It does get challenging. The dumbest thing about it is when you're racing, you have to collect fuel tanks, or you can run out of gas, and you can also possibly not finish the race. It's not even challenging. It's just annoying. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, same with any racer, you got to memorize the tracks to you know really get through everything in it. But um, yeah, I think I remember you talking about this on uh, the Mega Visions podcast this week. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that and um, I played Spider Man again. F- not again, but like I tried to jump back into my file for like 20 minutes and realize I need to like sit down with that game because I was playing it and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't remember why the fighting is fun <laughs> in this game. I need to like set it aside and That's really set the, it aside. the PlayStation 4 version, right? Yeah. The newer, the newer Spider-Man game. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those moments where it's just like you've you've been playing a game and then you walk away for an extended period of time. And you go back to sit down. And it's like. I need to restart this game in order for me to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I, That's me I with might Monster Hunter. I might need to. I don't know. I really don't want to because I'm a chunk. I'm like 25% in or something. It said, but um, <clears throat> aside from that, though, excuse me. Um, I uh, Sketchcraft recommended this game to me and Chris on Mega Visions uh, 1980X. I saw that playthrough with Chris. Yeah, yes, fucking I've right. Seen a couple playthroughs of that game. That game looks great. That game looks. Bad ass. I was like, oh, what's this? Another indie whatever with 80s nostalgia, but it's 10 bucks. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do that anyway. It's $10. Um, I didn't finish it yet, but you are basically a kid who... I think they designed the kid well, too, because I couldn't tell if it was a guy or a girl at first, per se, mm-hmm. per se so it lets whoever sit in the, the, uh, the shoes of them, but you are kind of just a... not an angsty teen, but it has a... it's, it's very story-driven, 
Um, it starts you out playing a straight-up Streets of Rage clone, to, right down to when your character comes back in from dying, he like does a shockwave and knocks out the enemies. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, you play that for a little bit. It ha- it just has the most style I've seen in a while for a 80 type 80s type game because uh, even when you're fighting on the first level and you're clearly like right before a boss but slowly the camera like pans up into the cityscape even though you're still controlling your character um, mm-hmm. and then it goes into the story and you're you're the the character is just like sitting on their windowsill at home and kind of wondering like what's the point why am I here I'm bored out of my mind in this dumb little suburban town I'm gonna walk into the city and then you find an arcade and you end up playing a shmup after that and eventually a racer I don't want to give away too much because it is very story driven and very new um I I have to finish it I've heard it's pretty short but I very I I don't know I really liked it granted I'm also just now getting into like new wave music like the midnight and other bands like that uh Mm -hmm. but it's retro it's nostalgia it it doesn't throw it in your face as much as like some parts of stranger things tries to be like look how cool the 80s were we're cool because we're like the 80s like it's just you're just in the 80s and um it's neat and it reminds me my old man heart that arcades are coming back whether people want to admit it or not (laughs) pinball's coming back arcades are coming back people are actually leaving their houses and getting off their goddamn phones and going to arcades again so it's i I very much recommend it to anyone that was born before the year 97 (laughs) but it's a perfect (laughs) yeah it's a good time. Nineteen. It's called 1980X. It's on PS4 and Steam. Steam. I think that's it. Oh, GOG. <laughs> eventually. Oh, GOG and eventually. Oh, it says later, late summer 2019 for Switch and Xbone. So. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I would say check out the trailer, and you'll you'll decide after that trailer whether it's for you or not. Cool. I will check that trailer out. I've, I I caught somebody. I don't know who it was. I had jumped into somebody's stream, I think, a week ago, and they had just finished it. Okay. And they were showing, like, the ending, and I was like, oh, this art style looks really, really cool and all that stuff. And I, and then it ended, and I was like, okay, well, I got to figure out what this game is, but it just kind of fell out of my mind. But now that you said that, I'll check yeah, it out. That's, 1980X. 1980X. That's the biggest thing to keep in mind with stuff like this is people are like, oh, it just looks like those old games, or they say that about anything, like Shovel Knight, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. no. Those old games couldn't run on those old, or these old-looking games couldn't run on those old systems. Like people were saying, like with Sonic Mania, they're like, "I'm gonna throw it on a cartridge and play it on my Genesis." No, you're not. No, you're not. It's not no, gonna not. run that, you fucking moron. Because um, no. it's like same with Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight has different yeah. color palettes than the Nintendo had. That's what I mean. But like, I just I love the animation. I love the old-school pixel art, and so this mm-hmm. game looks like so many things that I want to see more and more of. Because it's not straight up eight bit. It's not straight up 16-bit. It, it's a good little mesh of stuff and style. Yeah, uh, Chris, I wanted to tell you, by the way, uh, I remember I had done the playthrough. When we were at Too Many Games, I was talking with Matt McMuscles. I got a uh, code for the TakeOver. I played the first level of the TakeOver. It's really, really fun. I even talked to Matt about some of my very – there. Were, I was fishing for cons because the game is great. But uh, then I saw a trailer for Streets of Rage 4, and my only downside with the takeover was some of the, like, the, the 2D, 3D models. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I wish those were pixelated. And then I went over to Streets of Rage 4. I'm like, oh, they have it as pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm torn. I was like, I want to play the takeover because it's a good game. But also, like aesthetically, Streets of Rage 4 has everything that I want. 
So I'm going to have to b- do a balancing. Well, I mean, like, just just channel your inner small Spanish child and say, why not both? Is it? First Wait, of all, I can, legally, How? I cannot have a small Spanish child in my body. <laughs> I'm referencing the fucking commercial. Fucking I got oh, it. I thought you were talking about <laughs> how Taco, Taco Bell's menu is entirely just everything stuffed inside itself and reshaped. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know what That's commercial true. you're talking about. I'm sorry. The quesarito. I'll find it. I'll, I'll find it. It's, it's, it's pretty much like people are arguing over like... I think it was like soft shell tacos yeah, and hard shell. Yeah, soft shell or hard shell, and they were and like, this, why this, not both? this little this little kindergarten girl goes in Spanish. She's like, "Why not both?" And they're just like, "Wow, that's a really great idea!" And then they start throwing her in the air, like, okay. "Good job." Yeah. Why do we spend millions on PR? We've done it with a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking good. Yeah, but other, really uh, good. I guess like to end my week. Other than that, I, I've just been going to a lot of concerts. It's concert season. Um, I'm jealous. And it, yeah, it. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um, I did a podcast earlier today, so I'm like losing my voice left and right mm-hmm. here. But because uh, I'm just the internet superstar, I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I was like. I'll just run down my concert list real quick. I saw The Midnight, um, and actually a band that opened for them called Arcade High, I didn't even know existed. They're a local Pittsburgh chiptunesy, synthy, arcade-inspired band. So I'm like, shit, I love supporting local stuff, and I'm yeah. very excited to see this even happening like on any scale other than just, you know... I like that name, too. Yeah, it's a good name. Uh, but saw them, saw Aquabats and Real Big Fish... Uh, saw massive brain fart. Oh Jesus! Blink one eighty two. Um, and you go, and I'm not. I'm not going to make you go into it on this podcast. Thank but you. You should any 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 listeners that want to hear this amazing story that Scotty and the Megavisions crew go into about Blink one eighty two and all that stuff. Go listen to their most recent episode because it's. I believe it's episode nineteen, something like that. Sure. Uh, but. <laughs> But it's very, very good. A very good listen. But yeah, thanks. I definitely recommend going to check that out. I'm checking my podcast app to find out that it is episode 16. These hips don't drive. Six. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. <laughs> Again, I can't. I'm not going to go into it. But the reason that title's there is really good. Go listen to that podcast. I, I need to go back and and listen to it. I have not had a chance to to listen to the. I had a two hour car ride this week, so I had to listen to something. There you so. go. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the plug. But um, no problem. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, Blink One Eight Two has been one of my big inspirations musically, and because I play drums and stuff, but. Had a lot of feelings about that show, um, but uh, and then saw Twerp, TWRP, yes. co-headline with the Proto Men. Just mm. such a great show. So much character and presence and everything on stage. So good. If you've never heard of either of those bands, if, if this is going to sound so snobbish, but if you've never heard either of those bands, don't listen to them. Go to one of their shows. It's really because yes. I didn't care about either of them until I saw them perform. So. I saw the Proto Men at PAX South oh, 2016. You just as spoiled as I ha- I was with like two projector screens for their Big Brother esque show. Says, yeah, we uh, what is it? We protect you. Obey, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I'd never seen them before, and uh, they were fantastic. But I'm super jealous that you got to see Phantom Racer live. I, I told I, I told I told my girlfriend Rachel and my, my roommate at the time other roommate at the time I was like if they just play that song if they only they could play that song for three hours and I'll be fine or if they just play, I'll be fine that song like Commander Meowch is amazing on the bass yes 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 he is amazing on the um, bass. Phantom Racer it, yeah I don't know I'm I'm like assigning the listeners homework go listen to Phantom Racer. Um, That's fine. It is it even if you aren't into either of those bands and you're like I don't want to take recommendations from some nerd, 
Um, it's still a good, like, it's basically the song of Racer X from Speed Racer. It's so great. Yep. It's got, 100%. like, just enough cheese in it that it's still entertaining but badass. Um, badass. But uh, I think that's <laughs> all I've... Yeah, it's just, it's concert season, so getting ready to see... A show was just announced, and I won't go much more into what I've been doing, but a show was just announced that's always been a local show in Pittsburgh, and it's blown up a lot. It's called Four Chord Festival, um, and they announced the headliner is The Offspring, and I'm so fucking pumped, because I've never seen them, <laughs> and they don't tour near Pittsburgh anymore, and it's just, it, I'm so ready for it. I, I, it's... Chris might be going to that show with you, <laughs> if you the way he's looking right now yeah hey you can crash up here i love the offspring yeah, i love them too idle hands is one of my favorite movies from the 90s ever and they are in that movie and they're great in that movie because they're just playing the offspring right yeah <laughs> yeah no I, i'm i'm excited because I, I i got into them a little later than their when they were really in their prime like yeah even when crazy taxi came out and they were half the soundtrack i would still argue that they weren't nearly as relevant as they were like just two years before that game came out but no no but so like um they haven't released anything in a while but they have enough hits that they don't even need to perform with new they have music. an album of 22 hits and it's all hits yeah everyone knows that yeah. whole album <laughs> it's kind of crazy but i was just, i was surprised because this festival was normally like straight up pop punk like oh and also uh they i don't know if they're officially back together or they've just been touring for the hell of it but Anne berlin is also on the bill and which is pretty cool. Really? <laughs> Chris is also. Well, yeah, they used to be Christian rock. No, well, yeah, yeah, they used to be a Christian rock yeah. band, and then they kind of like went in more mainstream. And then after like their fourth or fifth album, they called it quits. And I'm right. just like, oh well, that's a shame. But I, are they? Is it just like a one-off no, show? No, they like a, a actually been or? touring a little bit. Um, is Skillet on okay. that list? No, Skillet's not on the <laughs> list. You have to go to like Creation Fest or something else for them, I think. But um, you have, no, no, the the phrase is you have to avoid Creation Fest. Yeah, uh, boy. I mean, hey, that's where I was introduced to Reliant K. So they're they used to be one of the better bands they out were there. Okay. Um, yeah. The forever ago in this little crappy bar or venue place, I saw Anne Berlin open for Reliant K. And I still, wow. I have fun blowing people's minds with that because it was just a crazy I thing. I actually, I strained my vocal cords the other day trying to sing Coheed and Cambria in the shower. Sounds about right. So, <laughs> I can't, I don't understand a man like Claudio that has a deep voice, deeper than all three of our voices put together, but that man can hit an octave I've never seen in my life. Yeah. It is He's crazy. got crazy He's range. Like, crazy. If he was just an insane, well quote unquote insane but if he if he was like if he played bass and keys in that band he'd basically be getty lee yeah 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 so but yeah that's yeah cool. that's what i've been doing seeing and going awesome. and playing sounds good well i think chris you're up next right yeah i don't have a whole lot that's fine i got a lot so i'll, I'll cover it up <laughs> yeah that's fine i spent like the first half of my week like from 8 a.m to 6 o'clock p.m in these leadership courses for my my fucking certification. Luckily, there was no like end test because how do you test for leadership? You just have to do it. But it was it was literally just me sitting on my couch playing my switch and like, is is it time for me to do something? Oh, okay, is, yeah. is it like powerpoints ahead, or something, shit. or you just sit through a video or? Yeah, no, it's 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 powerpoints, but it's it's instructor led, so you have to participate. Yeah. But I was by far. Even though, you know, I just turned 30, I was by far the youngest person that was in that class because everyone else is like 
senior executive or some shit like that. Chris and has I'm his job just... locked down pretty well because of his age. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably not going anywhere. But anyway, I, I played through – I did another playthrough of Get Through the Orange Door just mm. to, you know, grab footage. I am trash at that game. I am not good at all. I unfortunately didn't I, get to um, play that at too many games, but you guys were harping on it pretty good. Yeah, there's a there's a demo available on Steam. You should yeah. definitely go check okay. it out. Um, controller configuration on... was a little weird for me because I do PlayStation Four and I mask it as a 360 controller, and it was mm-hmm. I couldn't get it to work for about an hour. But then I got it, and it was it was really good. And then I also played Fiction. Steam. Yeah, hey, Fiction Kickstarter's Steam. up. I don't know if you guys yep. plug Kickstarter's on here, but. I backed it. I'm going to back it this Thursday. I was not sold on it when I played it at Too Many Games. Now that I've had more time to sit down and fuck around with it, I'm I'm set. I'm so I now see where people are saying it's like, yeah, it's it, there's a little bit of bayonetta in here and I'm mm-hmm. just like this this game is fucking sick. Yeah. So, I'm hoping Apparently, the demo version that I had was an older version because you can't get past the first stage. You can't like go inside. Oh yeah, I heard that the even the demo we had last year, too many games, was like not great, or at least not what he wanted to have there. Mm. I spent a good bit. I probably Mm -hmm. spent as much time. uh, Shit, what was the uh, what was the creator's name? Like Eric or Jordan? He, he was part of Team Earnhardt, yes. but I don't remember what his name but was. But I was talking to him while uh, you and Connor were playing it, Corey, and he's a mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. He's a solid dude, and he's been doing a good bit of everything on his own so far. So I was like, I will happily support this, because every time I would mention it's like this thing, he would be like, yeah, that's what we were going for. And I was like, all right, okay, I... You were just making his day yeah. every time you said that. But it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it like, meant a lot sold. more talking to him about it, so I think that might be why I'm more gung-ho on it. But it's it's a solid game still, too. Yeah, even even just sitting around in the training mode, which is I, I probably spent about two hours just fucking off in the training mode. I kind of, like, broke the game because you can mess with the, uh, the orientation of the enemies. But even still, that game is absolutely fantastic. Um, I've got a shit ton of... Of N64 games. I was wondering what those were. What is that? Ranch? Yeah. Oh, Smash. Yeah, Super Ranch Brothers. Smash. <laughs> Super Ranch Brothers. Cranch. Um, I'd play it. Just, I've got a project that I'm working on in addition with everything else that I've got going Are you, like, on, repackaging so. them or something? No, um, I'm actually just grabbing footage from it. I'm gotcha. probably going to set something up for the future. But, yeah, honestly, that's about it. Yesterday, I... Uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday was Saturday. No, the day yesterday was Saturday. The day before, you know, we ha- we usually do like a Friday night get together, play D and D. We didn't do that this Friday. We just had a bunch of people grilling, watch crazy documentaries about weirdos and shit like that, and that was about it. Did you rewatch that flat Earth one? Yes, you did. <laughs> the, the, we watched we watched behind the curve or beneath the curve. It's one of the two. Yeah, and then we watched like one on incels. And then we watch a lot of Demolition Ranch. This is what I don't understand about Wait, you. What? Like, you, 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 you don't watch movies or stuff like that, but you watch fucking weird-ass documentaries yeah, that are amazing to me. That's that's my thing, man. I like, I like learning about shit. I like learning about weird shit. Like, useless knowledge. You're a fountain of it. I'm a fountain of useless knowledge. Uh, have you seen the indie, indie game dev documentary? I it's just called Indie Game. It's, have. It's, uh, 
it's with. I think I did. That was the one with um, what's his name? Phil, Phil Fish, Fish and Phil the, Fish. Uh, there you go. Team Meat. Yeah, it's good. If you haven't seen it, I would check it out. Just yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a that's a real oh, okay. Good one. You've yeah. seen it. Yeah, it, it, that's a solid documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out what? It came out a while. Long a time while ago. ago. It was a few I, years ago. I saw that when I was still living in Woodbridge, and that was twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. It's on my Steam list. At one point, you could download it on Steam huh. and watch it. Yeah, back in the day when you can download movies for Steam because mm-hmm. they tried that for all of a year. Yep. Yeah, that's. I always recommend that to people, especially those who like bitch about any type of game development. And I, the I mentioned to you guys before, I live with a game dev, and it's just it's not anything like what people think. And you have to watch indie. Is it just called indie game? It's called. Uh, I think this is called indie. Maybe, but yeah. Or indie game the movie, it might but be just like yeah, that. like the the tension of them literally sitting there waiting for their game to just show up on the fucking Xbox dashboard and stuff. I don't know, it's good. I yeah. remember those two guys. They were like, "It's on." <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. So it was really. Did cool. you guys do questions for this week? We did not. Okay, so question for you then, Chris. You seem to be into the N sixty four. So, do you remember the game Body Harvest? Yes. Okay, yes. fine. All right. That well, that was my question, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a stupid like that was one of my dumb childhood purchases of of like trip to Best Buy. I have $60. There's nothing out on N64 I want. This has oh, giant sorry. bugs on it. This looks really cool. I like to kill fucking bugs. And that, I had a weird movie experience childhood where I was into like them and eventually joe's apartment even though i hate bugs yeah joe's apartment was great (laughs) um but yeah body harvest i i remember that game but i don't know if it's good i'm wondering if it holds up at all it's not no no. that game is trash i thought i had it instead i have hexen i will those are not the same thing those are definitely not Uh, the same thing (laughs) a bug game that i played and has an amazing soundtrack is uh one of buck bumble (laughs) no it doesn't what you shut up. You shut up, Scotty. <laughs> it's like a like a prodigy meets reggae and meets what? like some other The music is crazy, but that game is garbage. I think okay, maybe okay, yeah, maybe I I got those th- words confused cuz I do remember the theme song is pretty fucking bumping, but oh god, no pun intended. That- I'm sorry for all the accidental puns, but uh uh You're just perfect at yeah, it. I I do remember now I think like Giant Bomb did a playthrough of it for whatever reason, that and Glover, and um, they Ugh. they just like sat on the title screen of Buck Bumble for a little bit because it has like some sick bass line or something. I can't remember. It's super good. It's like duh, 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 duh. Uh, I don't know. I gotta pull it. Up. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'm gonna put it so I will find the song and put it on my stream playlist. You should so. really just start like between your snowboard snowbird snowboard kids and the Buck Bumble. You should just be like. Games that are good that aren't made by Nintendo or something on the I'm N64. I'm so happy that Graham loves Snowboard Kids. Although we are, are we buck, butt heads on, he thinks Snowboard Kids 1 is better than Snowboard Kids 2, and I think quite the opposite. Gotcha. I've never played so, 2, only 1. 2 is phenomenal. I've played both of them, and I prefer 2. I don't own 1 anymore, but I do own 2. Actually, I'm looking at my N64 right now, and it's Snowboard Kids 2 is in it. because I, I think... Whenever I'm working, because I work from yeah. home... I will, if I need a break, I'll turn it on and just play a couple levels. I'm going to have to, I just unpacked a couple of things, but I don't remember what I have back here. So I thought I had the, yeah. I thought I had the first one. In, in fact, I have the second one. Oh, dude, your version looks so much better than mine. Mine has a Blockbuster sticker on it. I mean, I didn't I find just... it, but I did find Body Harvest. Thank God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do remember. So the thing is, I've never played that game, but I do remember the cover. Yeah. I, I just need to swap the back on this one because it looks like. Oh, yeah. My back. Uh, let me see. Uh, no, my back's. You can see it, but I have. Yeah, yeah. The oh, yeah. Blockbuster oh, thing. Yeah. So property of Blockbuster. I got this off eBay. Don't worry, man. It adds value. <laughs> Some people, I was going to say, some people want those with those stickers now. I don't understand collecting anymore. Well, I was watching um, the immortal John Hancock, and he explained I dig that him. every, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. He's very he knows his friendly, shit. but he knows his shit. Yeah. He's opening up like a video game museum, but he was saying like, anytime I buy a game, I leave all the stickers on there yeah. because the stickers apparently tell a story. Um, my viewpoint is like, I don't really give a shit about the story of it coming from a fucking game crazy or a Walmart. Just, just peel that shit off. But, but a blockbuster one, man, that's been through some hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I actually, in fact, you should, yeah, exactly. You should probably (laughs) watch that cover. That's really it. I am sore as all fucked this morning. I went to the gym this morning and then I heard you almost died. (laughs) Did I? I don't even remember. That's why I don't work out. You said you threw out your back. I threw out my back last night, and then today I went back to the gym to do some chest, and then I mowed the lawn, and it is 105 degrees out. And Ugh. That's when you start letting that shit grow, and if someone complains, be like, mow it for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want me to be excited? You don't want this neighborhood to look like shit? Go for it. Yeah. My father-in-law has been in Kentucky since Wednesday, and he gets back today, so I'm waiting for him to come mow the lawn. <laughs> I Well, okay, so a little... A little backstory, Scotty. I just bought a house on three acres, and yeah. I just had to spend seven grand on a uh, new air conditioning yes. unit that I didn't know was going out before I bought the house. And uh, I don't have enough money to buy a riding lawnmower because I am not push mowing this yard. Right. So, but luckily, my father-in-law lives right down the road, and he just brings the tractor. You down, can so. spend a hundred and fifty dollars and have the uh, the one that's front wheel drive. You just pull the thing, and it just goes. Yeah, it is. You can. That's you're true. still you're gonna sweat more than you will just riding it, but you could still get it done if you prefer to do it yourself. I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I hate mowing the grass because my allergies just go fucking nuts. I can weed eat all day. Like that's why I'm waiting for him to come mow because I haven't. I was in Austin, you know, last, not last week that just happened, but the week before. So I haven't, I haven't weed eaten the house in probably two and a half weeks. So it's not looking too great. <laughs> yeah, that adds up. Is that it for you, Chris? That's. It. All right, so my week has been a lot better than my last week before this one, where I think I told Chris I had a mental breakdown because of work at one point. So going much better uh, with work. I got assigned another project that I got done on time, actually ahead of t- uh, schedule, so that was good. Uh, I started streaming this week again, and it feels really good to be back. Even though I – so for a while there, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but you we're all content creators of some type. Uh when at one point when I started streaming, I got to the point where is why am I even doing this? Nobody's watching. Yeah. And that's why I went on the hiatus. And when I came back, I said, you know what? I'm not doing this for the views anymore. Yeah. I'm doing this because I want to do this. And streaming has become a lot more fun. I mean, I've been streaming a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I am way hardcore back into that game, which sucks because I have another $15 a month bill that I have to pay, which sucks. But, uh, it's gonna so the thing is with these MMOs with me particularly, it hits hard and then it leaves really hard too. So there's gonna be one day where I just drop it and I'm just like, no, nah, this is becoming a job now and I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, but I finally so when I left Final Fantasy 14, I was at the very tail end of a Realm Reborn, which is the base game, and uh, I picked it back up and I was in Heaven's Ward, which is the first expansion, 
uh, for anyone listening that doesn't know anything about Final Fantasy, it goes to Realm Reborn, which is the base game, Heaven's Ward, which was the next expansion, Stormblood, and then now Shadowbringers. I finally got through Heaven's Ward, and now I'm in Stormblood. Like, you finished, got... you finished the final encounter in Heaven's Ward, like, Monday. But the problem is, even though that was the final encounter, there were many ex- many patches that came out after that final Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of post-game content. There was five more patches that came out after the end of Heaven's War. Which, I, I'm going to ask you, what did you think of the Alexander fight? The Alexander fight. Mm-hmm. I have to remember that one. Is that from the end of A Realm Reborn? No, that's 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 from Heaven's Ward. Are you talking about the so the Knights of the Round fight and all that stuff? So the Knights of the Round is separate from the Alexander fight, but I don't think I fought. Is Alexander main story quest? Because if it's main storyline, if it's not main storyline, I didn't play it. Let me find it. Because Alexander is like the castle, right? Yeah. He so he looks like the castle in in thirteen. Uh, hold on, I, I got it up right here. It's this fuck. It is a castle mech. This looks like a fucking Bomberman boss. No, so there is a cinematic where he comes out of the ground, mm-hmm. and apparently, like, these kobolds slash goblins woke him up, because he's a primal. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that's because the C- Sid, which there's always a Sid in a Final Fantasy game, but Sid was like, those bastards woke up a primal. And then this cutscene ended, and then I didn't do anything else with it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's not the main story. He's not in the main story quest. Yeah. He just pops up because I was like, hey, this is a new thing that you guys can do since this patch is out. So I'll go back. I did see that there is a Rathalos uh, mount in Final Fantasy fourteen, and I got to get that because yep. it looks great. And that raid is really cool because there's not a threat meter. So there's a tank, but the tank doesn't really do a whole lot. Uh, and when you get hit, it's like Monster Hunter, where when you get hit, you don't just take the damage. You you actually get knocked away in Final Fantasy IV. I had always seen the Behemoth fight in uh, Monster Hunter World, and I had never seen the Rathalos fight, how they implemented that stuff into Final Fantasy XIV. And it looks really, really cool. I recommend going and watching a video about uh, the Rathalos fight in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, besides that, uh, what else? I saw The Lion King, which we've already gone through and talked about. Uh, we did a barbecue for my dad yesterday, but that was really fun. Uh, what did we, what else did I do video game wise? Uh, not a whole lot video game. I've been playing some more Mario Maker levels. Uh, I got into the, I have not done the one that everyone says is the hardest one with all the, it's Mario 1-1, but harder. Yeah, with all, with the, all flame. the flamethrowers and flying around I'm and good. Like I that. watched videos of people finishing in it, so I I'm saw good. Donkey do it, and I'm, that's, that's enough. Yep. That's enough for me. I watched Donkey do it, uh. I, There's a couple other games. Go ahead. I, I've been playing Mario Maker. My new thing is going through all of the music stages because mm-hmm. I just get a kick out of hearing Bloody Tears or uh, <laughs> Green Hill Zone or... Scotty, they do a what? tons of crazy Yeah, shows. I mean, I don't have a Switch, and I, I the only reason I would get Mario Maker is to play other stuff. I wouldn't create anything my own, but what, what do you mean by music right. levels? Do you hit... So, so Can't you hit a block in a tune plays or something, maybe? No, so the way that it works is that I guess they've incorporated Mario Music Maker from the Super Nintendo oh. and added those elements into like the stages. So there's these music block notes and the tone changes depending on what enemy or item is above it. So, for example, the first one that I played was a Super Mario 
uh, Super Mario level, and they recreated Gourmet Race from Kirby of, Kirby's Adventure, and you just you just run straight through, and like any time that there was like a percussion, you had to jump and hit a block, because that would be like you know your snare going. Okay, off. interesting. So it's not an auto scroller level either. No, it's not an auto scroller. It's it's dependent on how fast you're going. So what people do is that they'll recreate these songs using the Mario Maker music maker music thing yeah oh and you mean mario paint i guess yeah okay i guess, I I guess was, yeah, that's what it was okay mario i was, was i was confused day, by that yeah. but now i know what you mean okay that but they'll really go cool. in and just create different music uh from all these so there was one where it was like uh the metroid level was more than the adventure one but that I mean they had luigi's mansion they've had you know I think they had Final Fantasy at one point. They've had Splatoon. They've had a bunch of different songs from all these different IPs. I, I get a kick out of those the most right now. Um, some of them are the – yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, I forgot too. I also got to play Magic this week. I went back to where I used to live because I moved about an hour and 30 minutes away. Thursday I had to go – that's why I was listening to the uh, Megavisions podcast on that ride there. And uh, I went and played. I went and got a bunch of stuff done, like got a Sam's, went to Sam's Club, all that shit, you know. And then I got to play Magic with them, and that was really fun because I hadn't played Magic in forever. And then apparently, I didn't know because I didn't think there was a community here where I live. Apparently, there's a, it's a card shop, but it's, they go and play Magic there, but it's actually a computer shop, like a computer repair shop. So, it, like I said, I don't live where I live is a very small area now, but they're like, yeah, you can go up there and play. They play a lot of commander. And I was like, get that shit out of my face. I'm not playing commander. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, it was good to see them. Uh, I've actually, I talked to Chris about this earlier. Me and my wife are working on drawing up a business plan for our food truck because we have actually a potential uh, investor that would like to actually the guy that owns the card shop that I go and play at uh, back home. He is. He was like, I want to own a food truck or own partial in a food truck. I just can't fucking cook. And I was like, Hey man, I got the perfect plan he, for you. Is he the and idea he said, guy? Oh yeah, he's the money guy basically. Okay. He owns a tattoo shop, a, a card shop. He owns like a bunch of. He owns. He's got his foot in, or he's got his hand in a bunch of different kind of is things. Is this the mayor because, of the town? <laughs> no, not at all. He's just a guy that likes dumb shit like we interesting do and wanted to make a business off of it and uh but he said yeah drop a business plan and uh i'll see because he'll, he'll he'll want to take a look at it so i'm excited about that the food truck might not be as far off as we were thinking so we're excited cool about that's that. fucking cool yeah and to answer your question earlier we would call it the strip joint and it's going to be uh chicken homemade chicken strips and chicken wings classy so it's either that or the hen house, and, and I like the strip joint. The strip joint's good. Joints and weed and weed joints. Yeah, <laughs> edibles. Well, the thing is, like I said, I live in an area full of just older people with a lot of money that don't know what good food tastes like. Gotcha. So I am in prime area to like show because they have KFC and Popeyes. That's all they have for chicken. So, uh, it, doesn't KFC have some new horrible thing that I want to try? What? Uh, yes, it's got a Cheeto sauce. Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, sounds uh, horrible. So I guys, want to shit my brains out. Are you guys familiar with a content creator? Her name is Tammy. Uh, she's like a redneck. Like she puts it on really hard that she's like redneck white trash and all that. There's one time where she walks up to someone's car. She's like, 
do you got a cigarette? And they're like, no, I don't smoke. She goes, fuck you. Oh, and I've, walks seen I've seen yeah. that video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she does food reviews. And this food review was fucking disgusting. But uh, she did a food review of that new sandwich. And it's really, really weird. I don't. Uh, I, I, I stopped really eating at KFC. And I stopped adventuring with the weird stuff when the double down came yeah. out. Because uh, just because I got, I got tired of burning my fingers. Yeah. So, because I ate a lot of double downs, but uh, isn't that like just literally yeah. a heart attack on two pieces? Oh, one hundred. There's no buns, and it's not yeah. a heart attack on a bun because there's no bun. Yeah, the chicken is the buns, both up sides of it, and yeah, first time I ate one of those, it like squirted grease on me. I'm like, fuck, defense mechanism, I burned. It's, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's dead, but it's yeah, still it's attacking. bad. This looks so, so stupid. I want to try it. Yeah, well, it's like what did Burger King had like uh, the Cheeto cheese sticks or something like that maybe or, no they were the cheeto batter battered because they had the chicken fingers like the chicken like the long chicken uh, okay. things chicken sticks sure. oh and they, yeah uh they breaded them in like cheetos and flaming hot cheetos burger king cheetos like mac mac and cheetos that's what it was fried macaroni and cheese with a cheeto blend or cheeto breading oh these don't even look good once you bite into one jesus they sold like hot cakes. I'm sure. Know? Oh, there's it's red disgusting. ones. Jesus, they look like fucking. I don't look like yeah. you chopped off uh, Charizard's fingers or something, and you're just serving them to people. <laughs> His fingers, yes, gross. it's that. His fingies. <laughs> uh, that's basically my week. I've been dealing. I have two new kittens, so that's they're going to the vet Monday finally to get their vaccine. So they're gonna hate me next week. Meh. So, but that's it. That's about it for my my week. Cool. So. Neat news. Let's do the news. There we go. Uh, let's go into our newsroom. All right, see ya. There we go. That's it. No, <laughs> please, you stay there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna grab. Uh, I'll grab this first one. Is that okay with you, Chris? Sure. All right, cool. Uh, this is something we've been talking about on previous uh, podcasts and all that stuff. But uh, the title of this uh, BBC news article is "The Kids Emptied Our Bank Account Playing." FIFA or FIFA, however you want to say it. It's definitely um, not FIFA. I'd say, yeah, FIFA. It's definitely Whatever. FIFA. I'm from the South. I have an excuse. So, <laughs> uh, the, all right. So, the TLDR of this is basically this gentleman uh, bought one of the player packs on FIFA for their kids. Uh, you know, bought it for them, but only bought one. Apparently, the kid was kids were watching on how he bought it. And then just proceeded to go in there and buy nonstop player after player after nice. player. Uh, I believe the article is in euros, but I think there is one that switched. Uh, they spent 550 euros and they still never got their favorite player. It's roughly about $700 worth of transactions. Yeah. Cool. They, in the article, they actually show his bank statement with like important information blacked out. But it's like... Thirty-one ninety-nine Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Europe. Thirty-one ninety-nine, thirty-one ninety-nine, twenty dollars, fifteen ninety-nine, eleven ninety-nine. Like the and the thing that comes along with this is that people don't think about, it, but there's a level of responsibility that you need to take. Like children are not going to understand the value of money. They're it's no. it's beyond them at this point. They just see it's like okay, you just swipe the magical card and you get the thing. So let me swipe the magical card so I can get the thing. Uh, and it's for reasons like this, like you need to have like your shit password protected or you need to have a pin out there, you know, and that's not the only one because there's also a Reddit post that linked back to another um, BBC article about these things. And it's like 
these horror stories. One of the stories involved this 22-year-old disabled man who played a mobile game called Hidden Artifacts. And he ended up spending like $4,000 in USD, wasn't able to get a refund. Uh, another one where a, a kid spent $2,500 on NBA 2K. No refunds were issued, and their daughter had to use their university savings to cover the costs. Uh, a 12-year-old spent $900 on Clash of Can Clans, didn't realize it. A 5-year-old spent $400 on some fucking mini-golf game. I think Jack Black's kids did this, too, for one of their... Or something. I remember him randomly mentioning that on something or other that they spent a couple yeah, of thousand. I wouldn't put it past a couple them. thousand yeah, dollars, yeah. and he was like, "Ah, you know, kids." I'm like, "No, you're rich." <laughs> yeah, you don't count. Yeah. <laughs> but the th the the problem is, it's just like the way that the system is set up is, you know, you think, okay, let me go to Apple or let me go to Sony or Nintendo and try to get a refund, and they turn around, no, you have to go to the publisher to try to get a mm -hmm. refund because it's. it's I'm surprised this guy did get. A, he actually did get a refund. And I'm surprised he did. I think it had to do with it being Nintendo because a lot of these mm, other okay. mobile games, uh, Apple is like completely hands off. It's like you have to go to the publisher and deal with it. So when they go to the publisher, they don't get a response. There's no emails, no telephone, no nothing. So it's it's unfortunate, but this is one of the things where you have to you have to be take preemptive measures to make sure that you're not fucking yourself over or you know your kids accidentally fucking you over yeah and the gentleman in the article even says too he's like i you know i should have set up two you know the two factor authentication uh making sure and all that he goes but i didn't know i didn't know that they saw me and i didn't know that they knew how to do it so uh, you know how I always say usually chris on these situations where like take care of your kids and watch your kids more mm -hmm. This may I might be swaying in the other direction like this is obviously it shouldn't be this easy. It should not be this easy to just drain your bank account when your four year olds looking at it. there. I feel like there's faults on both sides. You need to take, you know, watch your kids take, you know, parental control, the electronics, but also EA is our shit bags and just want your money. So they're going to make it as easy to get the stuff that you want. And here, even in this article, they're not even getting the ones they want. Like, they spent all that money and still didn't get their favorite player. Yeah, yeah and that, that goes into something that we're going to talk about way later. But, I mean, it's it sucks. This, this is the nature of the loot box. It's like when we are growing up and we snag mommy or daddy's credit card and we go to the mall. It's not too far from that, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sure parents were trying to be like, get me refunds on these, but the credit card company was like, you someone used your credit card what do you want you know yeah uh I don't, it's it's uh it's really weird uh i mean i don't scotty i don't know if you've ever played any trading card games or anything like I that. i played magic like a couple of games i played more of the pokemon trading card game than anything if anything but have you ever bought a pack of trading yeah. cards to see what you would oh get? yeah this is the same thing this is the right. same thing like but it's more accessible because I'm not having to go to a store to buy this pack of cards and all that right. stuff. This literally, I could sit in my underwear in the living room and just, I need, I don't know any FIFA player. Names, I need so Messi. I, That's all I know. I need Dave, Be David Beckham. I don't even know if David Cristiano Beckham Ronaldo, that person. I need that person and I never get him. So, or I get him and he was a three-star silver quality and not the five-star quality that I needed. Sorry. That's my fire emblem coming out of me for a little bit. <laughs> I played that Fire Emblem mobile game a lot. Luckily, I did not put any actual money into it. 
Oh no, fucking! I've spent over a thousand. You're a different story, yeah, Chris. I spent a thousand dollars on that shit. I have no regrets. Oh my god, I can't Scott, do that. I knew Scotty's face can't was going to do that. Uh, no, yeah, no, I don't even. Over the course of like, I want to say two, three months, I spent about eleven hundred dollars on that game. Jesus. And every now and then, it, it like beckons back to me because I want to play Fire Emblem, but I don't want to hook up the GameCube. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe it'll be okay. And then it's just like, oh, by the way, here you can spend fifty dollars on all these fucking crystals. I'm like, I need them crystals <laughs> because I. It's like I always want. I need those crystals, man. Yeah, it's like I always <laughs> want. I want the characters that I want, and then mm-hmm. I want the fucking high end ones because it's just like. Who the fuck is going to sit around playing a, a three- or four-star character? Well, no, fuck that so shit. So the problem with your situation, though, is you wanted a certain character, but you didn't research it enough, and your character wasn't even in the game yet. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. Nice. I didn't show up until like a Roy year. Roy is not your boy. Roy is not my boy. <laughs> uh, there's also a Reddit article. It is called... It's posted in... Let's see where it's posted at. I can't remember what subreddit it was posted in. Uh, the, the article, you know, it's posted in our games. You can find it. It's called My Son Spent 3,160 Euros in One Game. So if you want to go check that out, go check that Reddit thread out. Uh, we've said it multiple times on podcasts. It's just there's uh, microtransactions are shitty and just watch your kids more. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. So, Chris, you get this dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> so Bethesda just... Anytime that they go to fix something, the entire fucking game breaks down. Fallout 76 breaks down once again. A new patch was supposed to keep players from getting stuck in their power suits, wasting stim packs while they're in the suit if they were at full HP, and then changing the power suit armor HUD and a whole bunch of other shit more. Um, The patch was also supposed to move the power armor parts from their stash into the inventory so that it doesn't have any impact on their over encumberedness i i guess carrying capacity um i played skyrim i played i've known yeah (laughs) the cumbersome thing gets you over cumbered so you can't move or whatever is that the thing exactly so they're they're just like okay you find some of the power suits and then you can't move because you have too much shit right so this this patch was also supposed to facilitate um, legendary drops. It was supposed to make it easier to find legendary drops and make it easier to find these legendary creatures and now the patch does the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So what Bethesda was doing is that they were taking power suits out of the inventory and trying to put it in their stash or vice versa. When players came back, their power suits were gone. Their content just was disappeared. Just straight up fucking gone. And then the the legendary drops, it, I guess it inverted the value and instead of making it easier it made it impossible for example there were some reddit posts where people were colorfully describing how i've been grinding for three hours and i can't get the fucking drop or i've killed this legendary creature and it disappeared immediately i can't fucking skin the shit and there's there's one more thing too creatures that they knew for a fact that were labeled and in the game as legendary creatures that would drop that gear for some reason in their coding uh, legendary creatures have some kind of like star system next to their name mm-hmm. or something like that. That shit was just after the patch, quote unquote, fix. It was just making creatures that were 100% they knew were legendary not be legendary anymore. Yeah, and then they, they wouldn't drop shit. It was, it yeah. was, it's a dumpster it, fire. It's, it's just <laughs> another dumpster fire for Fallout 76. How long has this game been out? 
Not even a year. We've been t- oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like six. Is it six months now? Because um, they were talking I'm about checking. it. Um, God yeah. damn it. The, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, can I, I, I don't have much to say on this because I could harp on it forever because I loved three and was and didn't care about New Vegas and loved four, but then I realized what it was. Um, this game should have been free. This game should have been free. They, it should have been free to mm-hmm. play, and that I'm not saying that I'm not saying that would solve any problems, but I'm saying that would soften every single blow that has occurred with this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't the pre-order yeah. stuff, it was not the the canvas bags, the game just not working, the game being broken on day one from three simultaneous nuclear launches. No, November fourteenth, twenty eighteen. Oh my god! It's we're been out we're... for eight months. <laughs> Yeah, eight months. It's eight months, and this is this is the, like the players are asking. Like, and I'm pulling from like the nicer reports. The players yeah. are asking, "Boy, are you? <laughs> can you create a test server so that we, the players, can go in and test out all the patch changes? Because you this just you just fuck it up." Here's my thing. It's not their fucking job. You are now having the players become your QA team. Your QA team. Right. You're you're either not giving enough. You're not to know. You're not giving your QA team enough time to fucking right. test out all the patches, or it's they're fucking incompetent. And at this point, yeah. I don't know which one is which because so far everyone really at bad. your fucking company has been incompetent. It's really bad when you have uh, your players that want to do it for free. They're just like, let us test it. We'll do it. We just want to make sure we because there are legitimately you see it and. This would be the same way if Monster Hunter was like this. I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan. If I was as big as a Fallout fan as I am Monster Hunter, this would be devastating. Like I love, like if you love the franchise and all this stuff, and then you get a game like this. Like of course you want to do everything in your power to try and make it better. But if at the core they don't care, then what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah. To quote the actual thing, I know that you create these wonderful bug fixes and other content patches and testing them out on your own. But we, the community, got a lot of time, and we are more people with different builds and interests. We can find more bugs and other broken stuff in less time. Give us a chance to be a bigger part of the game and let us work together to test these patches out before you hit uh, make them hit live servers. Every patch in the community finds is just a lot more broken stuff, and we find them in a few mm-hmm. minutes, hours. We can prevent all this shit from going down. And then it turns into a dumpster fire because they're saying, like, no, fuck Bethesda. But, you know. You should read those Twitter comments, dude. The first they one, veteran savage. Greg Allen. If you want to... He fuck- <laughs> dude, he's an all-star in this Twitter he thread. I read like six almost times. half of this Twitter thread. <laughs> this dude is like, I fought for my country. Make this fucking game work. <laughs> I love that play. I man. love the fucking logic behind it. In fact, I'm gonna go follow this motherfucker right now. I wish I could contact Boom. him and see if I could make that picture on his uh, Twitter. I want that as an emote mm-hmm. on my Twitch stream. It is great. Yeah. Just the the first thing he says. Oh, and another thing. If you want to <laughs> ban me from playing your own game, go right ahead. Because <laughs> I can't fix hashtag Bethesda support stupidity. <laughs> Look at this! Oh, look at this man. war charger, man. This dude is, this guy is in it, man. There's there's a couple people that are sporadically put in there that are trying to get there. This is his show, though. This whole Twitter Twitter thread is his show. Yeah. I honestly don't know what fall like what they're gonna do. Like if they unless they embrace, hey, we need better quality you know, QA or 
something. Like, you can't just be like, here's the new patch, throw it out there. Even Blizzard has been doing t test realms for ever since World of Warcraft, I think, is was a thing. But it's not hard. Like, fix your fucking game. I know I say that, but I don't know how game development works. So, <laughs> I mean, I know how game development works for, like, competent developers. <laughs> Competent. It's the thing is more than anything they've gotten away with this before because they've been open world games. So on on one end, it, I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. So I, with with three and four, it was cute and funny because on one end, it's like how can you test absolutely everything you could do in an open world game? Okay, right. I understand that. Right. But when basic things like buttons aren't working or registering, it's like how clearly you didn't test this or like you know it's it's a HUD. A HUD. Yeah, the, the HUD's just gone, a fucking or HUD. not how it was. It just your your fix broke. It's just an amazing thing because I I didn't I I don't have much coding experience, but if something isn't coded correctly, then usually something just stops working. But not to the but right. these are way past like oh my gun didn't show up, but I'm still firing from my hand. You know, it's beyond that. It's like entire things are different or opposite or just it's mm. pretty incredible because it's. Uh, and the reason I say that is, like, if they didn't test code or whatever, then, okay, something's not showing up. Oops, there's a hashtag somewhere that there shouldn't be. Let's take that out, put this in. Yeah, I forgot to put the slash yeah, in Yeah, so somewhere. that's an easy, like, oh, we clearly didn't check that gun's physics or something. But it's like, just what are you fucking doing? What are you, I know your company's working <laughs> on a lot of projects, and the only reason I don't say burn this place to the ground is because it, because it is making Doom and another Wolfenstein. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, but that's the that's the thing. Like Bethesda Softworks only works on I mean, I say only. Their their focus is Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and now Starfield or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting that's it's, a it's all this game sort of. Yeah, it's it's all the subsidiaries that are now working on the good games that have been coming out of Bethesda. So it's like You've had this you've been working on the series, you've been working on this engine for so long, and we've just been taking it on the chin because every single one of the games that you specifically come out with is fucking broken. Every single one of them. They're called softworks because sometimes it it works, but only softly. We'll go with it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Fuck this company. Go. Speaking of <laughs> soft softly working sometimes and not Ew. uh yeah. Uh Chris, have you ever had a problem with your Joy-Con? No, this came as a total surprise. You ever wake really? up and think to yourself... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Record scratch. This is where I am. <laughs> your Joy-Cons uh, are fucked up? I, also, I said, apparently Joy-Cons is wrong. No, it's Joy-Con. We have to say Joy-Con controllers. Yeah, I saw the fucking Funhouse video too, motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Joy-Con drift is becoming a real problem on the Switch. Uh, for months now, Nintendo Switch users have been plagued by what's becoming known as the Joy-Con drift. Basically, you, although they're not touching the joystick on their Nintendo Switch controller, the console still thinks it's moving. And with no apparent fix uh, being offered by Nintendo, we're just sick of it. I haven't really been having this problem because I don't take my Joy-Cons off of my Switch. I use a Pro Controller. Same. Uh, but the problem, that's that shouldn't be a solution, though. It's not. It gets... uh, from... Go ahead. The problem's still there. Uh, if you if you were to read this article more, it tells you there were some, uh, some not clients, but some customers of a, a Switch that contacted Nintendo support 
because they were instructed to by Nintendo. And Nintendo supports like, oh, well, send us $4 for shipping and we'll fix it. I shouldn't have to do that. These are luxury, and I will say luxury controllers because they are $60 to $80 for a set of Joy-Cons. Joy-Con controllers, whatever. Uh, I should not have to send that in to get it fixed. Or I should, I, I'll send it in, but I'm not giving you $4 just to cover shipping. Or I'm not going to buy third party to fix it myself when I shouldn't have to have this problem to begin with. Here's here's my deal with it. Nintendo historically, since the Nintendo 64, has had an issue with their analog controller. That's what I was going to bring up, yeah. Yep. It was the called N64, it in, in neutral back then, I think, right? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would have to start the game in neutral and then figure it out from there because the N64 uh, stick was notorious for fucking drifting. Um, the GameCube, not as bad, but it was it was still pretty bad, especially on the C stick. Um, and even the Wii U, like the, the pad itself, like the stick on the pad, that one fucking drifts all the time. Fuck, I have a 3DS that fucking the... The huh. circle pad drifts on. It's it's smash smash fucked that up for a lot yeah. of 3ds's. So you don't see the same issues with Microsoft controllers. You don't see the same issues as bad. I've run into like a few times, but you don't see it with fucking Sony. This is like mm-hmm. something that's going on with Nintendo's hardware, and it has been that way for the last twenty years. Also, I need to correct a statement that I said earlier. Uh, I was saying that it only happens when you take your Joy Cons off of your Switch. Uh, from this Twitch video or this Twitter video, apparently it happens when it's connected. Is as that well. the mm-hmm. Best Buy video? Have you guys seen that uh, one? No, this was a, yeah, I saw that a, one where it's there's a Best Buy demo scrolling. unit that somebody filmed where the the Joy-Con is stuck in neutral, so it's just like fucking flying through the menus of the demos you can play. You can't select anything because it's just going a mile a minute, and no one's <laughs> even it, they they pan down and there's controller and no one's at the system or anything. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, Again, uh, this isn't as bad as the Fallout 76 situation, but this still is something that they need to address. It hasn't been recalled. Yeah. None of them have been recalled. They haven't, like, they, they've, no. if you buy a newer it's one, a- you can, you'll find them, I think, without that problem. Um, it's been happening. It's, with- oh, yeah, really? It's apparently Fun. been happening across the board. Uh, there's currently a class action investigation that's been opened up by the law firm Chimical Schwartz Kriner and Donald Smith, Donaldson Smith. That's that is a, a fucking mouthful. Yeah. Uh, CSKD is investigating a potential class action based on reports that the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controller for the Nintendo Switch game console can experience joystick drift issues. Specifically, it is reported that the joystick on the Joy-Con will automatically register movement when the joystick is not being controlled and will interfere with gameplay. So... I, I don't think a class action lawsuit is going to do anything, though. Well, I mean, the class... So... I don't believe that because class action lawsuits historically, especially with Nintendo, have had some sort of impact on them. So, for example, the big one back in the day was like for the Nintendo 64 was Mario Party. There was that one game where, you know, everyone <laughs> rubs the fucking controller and they'd get blisters yep. on their hand. The, I did it. The answer was give everybody like seven dollars and here's a fucking glove specifically for... The problem is I didn't know you could get that shit. I was just like, oh, I got to nurse this wound on my hand, and then I just dealt with it. But they get away with it because they give you the options, so they're clear. Yeah, it was like all the upper middle class white people that, you know, like, we got to do something about this. Meanwhile, like everyone else was just talking about it at the next PTA meeting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh god, yeah, we had those. Where but I all was. in all, the <laughs> the consumer is only going to get like five dollars out of it, and then you'll have to buy yeah. new Joy Cons. Like that's yeah. it, or go. Nintendo, t- Nintendo makes more money. Yeah, <laughs> or go two weeks without your fucking Switch and send it out and get it fixed. Like that's now. Speaking of Joy Cons, I will say that I do love the new color combos they've come out with. The blue and <laughs> the blue and yellow. The blue and yellow, and my, what I really like is the purple and orange. That purple and orange is slick as the, shit, but I cannot bring myself to spend $80 on a controller. The blue and yellow really works out well for my color blindness because it's like the two colors that I can see. Yeah. I haven't seen the new ones yet. Yeah. I'm trying to find them. The new, yeah, I think they come out on October 14th. I think that's the release date for uh, them. Huh. It's all garbage. We shouldn't be uh, just accepting. <laughs> we need, we need Dreamcast uh, fishing poles. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Jesus. That's 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 the that's the secret. Yeah, there's no. The problem with there isn't a problem with the Dreamcast ones. The the Dreamcast fishing pole works so well that it works on games that it's not yeah. supposed to. <laughs> yeah. What up with that, Nintendo? What up with that? I don't know. The uh, fucking they need... it's I it they we shouldn't be accepting this as an answer or like no answer like they have. In this day and age, their shitty-ass online service shouldn't be something that we just shrug off like, it's Nintendo. No, it's 2019. You should be satisfying your customers, you fucks. Yeah, I got CGI lions. All right, give me... (laughs) I would argue the Nintendo online service because it is so fucking cheap. I mean, I think with Twitch Prime, you get a year for free. Yeah, or something, 10 bucks off. I don't remember what it is. I don't know. This I is mean, it's, weird. It's, yeah. it's a glorified NES player. That's that's what it is. Maybe you know. You're right. Fuck them. Um, anyway, <laughs> I still love them. Maybe but, something will happen. You know. Who knows? They should at least offer some sort of recall or something. I don't. It's so weird. Or at least some sort of labeling on the box, like these ones work. Just slap a sticker on there. <laughs> these ones Hot work. new edition. Whatever. The working edition. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Not shit. Is that marketable? This next thing, this next thing looks really interesting, though. Okay, so I have all my N sixty four shit out here, and I was complaining because I think that my frame meister is dying on me. I'm starting to get some some fading on the side of the picture, and one thing that I really that really grinds my gears when I'm playing it is that when it transitions from a uh, AVI file to the actual game, there will be a time period where the frame meister has to think about, oh. How do I display this on the comp- on my monitor or whatever? So I was looking into other HDMI fixes, and I came across the Eon Super 64, which is supposed to be the HDMI answer to the N64. On paper, you know, it looks nice. It's 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 one hundred and fifty dollars. That's what I so just saw. I was about to whistle, but that would. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. And on on paper, it it you know it sounds nice. It's an upscaling HDMI plug and play. Uh, it's upscales to 480p, and it also comes with a slick mode that acts as an anti-aliasing capability, smoothing out the jagged edges of polygons. I saw a few reviews on it, and then I, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this is such a great product." But then I was watching like comparison videos, and the the Super 64 without the slick mode actually looks a lot more drained in color compared to like the regular composite. And it's only through that slick mode where you get some of those deeper colors. However, the problem is, is that unlike other consoles, N64 doesn't output RGB and RGB is widely considered to be the, the, the best way for you to get, you know, those Mm -hmm. deep colors and yada, yada, yada. 
Um, however, you can only get those through mods. Now, at $150, this is really for the person that's like, you need something quick, convenient. You don't want to do a mod. You just want to yeah, plug it aren't in. Aren't the mods only like $200? The the mods the mods are actually around the same price. It's just like you have to you know put it in yourself. Send it off. Yeah. However, if you got a if you got like this S video converter to HDMI, like you get the S video thing, and then how I have a DVI converter from a PS3, you get an S you get an S video converter. And it outputs HDMI. It looks better than what I'm seeing on this Eon 64. And it's $45 yeah. on Amazon. The entire kit's $45 fucking dollars. I have a Switch that I'm using. I used to use a Switch. Uh, not a Nintendo Switch, but a a RG, RCA to HDMI converter mm-hmm. for my N64. And it worked fantastic. Uh, problem is it died. But I bought another one. I bought a different one that was cheaper. And it works just as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have the option to have a slick mode, but I'm not playing the N64 to have a slick mode. Look, I understand why people would want to have, like, super clear, clean um, picture for their N64. Because composite is shit. Like, let's just face it. Composite is shit. It's not great. And there's not a lot of televisions out there that support S-Video anymore. No. But there's also the pound cables that are 30 bucks, and that's what I keep thinking about. Yeah, I, for this one hundred and fifty dollars, I can't, I can't get behind this. I think part of the reason why it's so expensive is that it's coming, it's being marketed by limited run. Um, this this is for the person that is a little bit ignorant and doesn't have a whole lot of time and doesn't want to fuck around with their console. Um, I think the selling point on this is the plug and play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a better solution. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But the thing that's marketing to people that are like, "This is a quick fix. I don't have to do anything. I just plug it into the back and then plug my HDMI cable in, and boom, I have it." And also, you just but, pointed out that it is on limited run, which limited run has those pound cables for uh, shit. What is it? Dreamcast, PS2, I think, and Genesis or something. But those are each thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So when you load up like their section of the add-ons. That you can get in different cables and stuff you see oh 30 bucks 30 but 150 what the fuck's this thing doing you know there there's got to be something that's in there besides the slick mode because what type of fucking guts are you putting into this fucking plug and play that justifies the jump from 30 dollars to 150 dollars you know what i mean plus the there the hyperkin ultra 64 emulator is right on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So we we, we know that that's yeah ago. we know that that's incoming. And if if they turn around and was just you're getting a whole console, even though granted it's it's using a you know emulation and it's a very specific emulator that only captures eighty five percent of the games that are on the N sixty four. I mean, if they turn around and was like, yeah, this is this is one hundred twenty bucks or this is a hundred bucks, boom. There's no point in I, – I see that the, the value in the Eon Super 64 is greatly diminished. But even then, just just go on Amazon. Get an S-Video converter. Don't waste your money on this. I didn't no. even realize that Limited Run has the Hyperkin N64 thing. Like, next to this, it's not good. Really? Yeah, I just loaded up the HD cable. I'll, I'll toss it in the Discord to make, you, make it easier to find there. But, yeah, all the HD cables – 
First thing on there is the Hyperkin N64 HDMI link cable for 30 bucks. then this $150 thing, wow. and all the other $30 cables. Wow, it is, yeah. Man, I don't know. I want stuff like this to exist, and it's great that it does, but yeah, that price point's just not entry fee friendly. So as a guy, I don't really under I don't know what pound cables are. Can you guys explain or for any audience? Well, pound is a, is a company. Right. Okay. And what are those what are these cables? These are just uh, converter cables. They're just converter cables. Are? They have a SNES to HDMI cable which should work with Ooh. your uh, N64 because the SNES the 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 port. Yeah, that's it's the same it's the same, it's the same uh, AV cable port. So the SNES, the, the N64, and the GameCube, and I think the first Wii all had the same output port. I think the Wii is a cutoff. It's a, I think the Wii is a different shape is what I'm trying to say. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about it now. But still, Whatever. for three systems, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Pound so. is the, the, the company, but what they do is just converters. It's uh, We use that for pole caliber, too many games on so the Dreamcast. Like, it's a simple plugged in and it looked great yeah it just looks better than and and you know arguably so the n64 is one of the ones that needs this more than anything because that was the muddiest graphics that a console had for a while but you know yep yeah i don't know it's a it's not directly affecting me so i don't give a shit to be honest but uh (laughs) but it's it would still be nice to have something more affordable there's no Sega yeah, in that name. Not so a damn thing. Care. So yeah. Oh man. Well, Chris, I know I'm gonna give you two news. I mean, two news articles back to back. But this next one is, I feel like, all for you because you were really into this. Back like last year, yeah, about a year ago, I did a playthrough. Yeah. yeah, I did a playthrough of Detention. Detention is this horror game uh, set in, I want to say, 1960s or 1950s Taiwan during, like, the Red Scare. And it was, it, it is a fantastic game, really doubling into, like, aspects of um, Asian horror. Um, during the White Terror. Period. There you go, during the White Terror. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic game, fantastic storyline. Um, and then they announced that they were doing... Um, devo- a new game called Devotion. And Devotion would be kind of the same stigma, but they were t- turning it into a little bit more religious take onto it. And I was super excited about it. And it, when it finally released last year, it was available for all of like three weeks. And then someone found a picture of Winnie the Pooh and President Xi Jinping together. And if you don't know, that is like a huge political meme in China. When they found out about it first, they download voted the game to high hell on Steam. Then the Chinese government came in and was just like, yank. Yeah, so the I think it uh, if you were an English, uh, if you if you didn't speak Chinese, you actually wouldn't even really get the reference that much because in Chinese, the words say uh, Xi Jinping the Winnie the Pooh moron in Chinese. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought doesn't Pooh translate to something horrible over there or something else or I don't know what it is. I am unsure. If he didn't before, now yeah. he does. <laughs> but like this this had been a joke ever since like 2011. Like I remember the the connection when he got inducted. Yeah. Like people were talking shit about it way on back. But as a result of all this, you know, the game got taken down and then Red Candle Games lost their business license 
you know, yep. maybe not necessarily due to the controversy, but it was happening around the same time. So it leads it, me to believe. It didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help. So they recently came out in a statement stating pretty it's, it's a long form letter, but they were, you know, they were apologizing to consumers and also to the industry itself. And it's a really sad read. It, it is. It's, it's a sad read. I don't know if these guys are going to come back after this, unfortunately. Um, no, not with China put them like put their fist down. Yeah, and they pretty much came out and said this game is not going to see a re-release, which is unfortunate because even if you had just taken out, you know, the whole thing wasn't supposed to be political to the modern landscape. It was supposed to be like a historical take on something that was going on back in the sixties and seventies. And now we're not going to see that. And I'm going to start jumping on my fucking uh, soapbox on this one because uh, I thought you oh, you were going to have conspiracy theories. It's finally uh, time for you to do it. It's 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 like because the fucking communist party in China is throwing a fucking hissy fit because someone made fun of Xi Jinping. Like who fucking cares? And I I, I know I say that as you know a consumer and as an American, right. but like in this country we talk shit about Donald Trump. All the fucking time, all the yeah. fucking time. The media does it. It's it's constant back and forth. But over there, it's like you you say one thing, and it's like they're ready to fucking burn you at the stake. This is Chris, bullshit. There's someone knocking on your front door right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> For audio listeners, <laughs> I don't care. I got guns. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, this is censorship. This is the same thing. Like when we were talking about the G two A stuff in previous podcasts, like. Yeah, it sucks, but we can't, like, you can't do anything about it on Oh, yeah, the fuck you can. You could fuck. Look, that that ISO is out there. Fucking. I'm not going to say anything, but I know what I'm doing after this fucking podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty hard to do. I'm going to find a way. It it got on the internet already, so all you've done is legally prevented that company from doing anything else with it. Yeah. But that's, that's really it. It's really just more bullshit People are when i found that defiance too yeah if anything yeah. now it's going to be more popular than it ever could have been and it's unfortunate yeah. because the game got a 9.8 it was a renown game. it was outstanding it's an outstanding horror game dude because of this dude like everything even winnie the pooh is outlawed in china they had to heavily 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 edit like kingdom hearts oh yeah 3. okay that's what it was because uh, i think there was a joke that Pooh just looks like the king it looks like their leader over there and all that shit so it wasn't a translation yeah. of like the word Pooh is bad in chinese or something it was that so no it was, no no whatever that yeah that christopher robin movie that came out did not get clear out in yeah. chi- not in china it didn't but anyway uh, it's crazy we can we can but, kick it back to you yeah that works for me because this last one actually made me sick so this last one is a YouTube video that uh, we pulled up. I actually, Chris, I hadn't seen this all week. You, this was something new that I had seen. I have seen this video before. This is dating back all the way to 2016. I knew of its existence, but when it shit first hit the fan, nobody noticed. Like everyone was just no. like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And now with the way that microtransactions and loot boxes are operating in the AAA space of ice, the mobile market. People are looking at this and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, this is where everyone's getting it from. Yeah, so it's a YouTube video called Let's Go Whaling, Tricks for Monetizing Mobile Game Players with Free to Play. Uh, 
I, we've got it playing right now for audio listeners but, or anyone that's going to be watching the clips and stuff. But you can go and watch this on YouTube right now. And it's basically like a, I guess it would say, like, we've been to conventions. So this is like a panel that this guy is having. He's got he's got uh, PowerPoints and all that stuff. Basically telling you the do's and the don'ts and the best do's to get people to basically drain their wallets. Let me jump in real quick. So... Yeah, so just ahead. a little bit background on this guy. This guy's name is Torolf Jernstorm. He's the CEO of Tribe Flame Games. Um, he their studio was known for Hipsters Sheep, Light the Flower, Crazy Defense Heroes, and most notably Benji Banana Adventures. Now you sit there and be like, "What the fuck are those games?" <laughs> Benji Banana Adventures. Well, that last one specifically netted them two point eight million dollars. So they're actually quite a successful small indie developer. Um, successful. Yeah. I mean, now they hadn't been active since 2016. Jernstorm had not been active since 2017. Uh, and before working at Tribe Flame Games, he was a business development manager at Nokia. Um, but what's yeah. in- interesting is that this company was acquired by the Hong Kong-based publisher Anamonica Brands in 2018 for just under $400,000. And that's probably where this guy's focuses have been. But throughout the panel, like the first thing that he says is a Wall Street trader in an oil sheet gets into a fight. Who wins? It's the game company. Yeah. Because yep. the entire idea behind Let's Go Whaling is – you have all these other players that are, you know, they're, they're playing your game and they're putting a little bit of money in there. But what you're really trying to target is those high dollar spenders, the, the, the rich, more or less. Mm-hmm. And they just dump money into it. And he goes on like a... They categorize them. He goes through at least 10 different uh, psychological theories. And it's all... the first, One of the things that he says is just like, we're going to go over these psychological theories that go into how to capture your audience. We're not going to really discuss the morality behind that. We're going to leave that on you guys. <laughs> but we're just going to talk about how you can, you know... Get them. Get them. How to man- how to maximize your potential profits. Because he, he breaks down, I think he breaks down uh, gamers into four. Like, you have the ones that want to explore. You have the ones that want to compete. You have the killers that just want to kill things. Right. So th- and then you have, like, the... Go ahead. Yeah, that's the Bartle taxonomy. So that's, like, back in 1996, uh, Richard Bartle categorized gamers depending on the way that they play so again you have the achievers the socializers the killers and the explorers and each of them have like this little subcategory that describes Mm -hmm. what they were so for example socializers you can see like an example of uh, in-app purchases or iaps that talk about um how the so how to make money off the socializers like little hats so you think back to team fortress 2 you know how you had little Mm -hmm. hats or you know Fucking hats. Um, yep. Any. That's all it was about. Yeah, like the MMOs, <laughs> and you have like different customization options, and then he goes into like the flare. Yeah, the the flare and shit like that, and then you have like pe- the killers who are looking for that uh, competitive advantage, and you see that with Call of Duty because it's like mm-hmm. you'll go play a game, and then the algorithm will put you into another game where people either have higher skill caps or better items and shit Eat, like sleep, that. Prestige. And it makes you exactly. Yep. And it's like <laughs> it makes you think, wow. I know I'm a good player, so what's the difference between me and them? Oh, well, they have, like, high-end weapons that you can only buy. Well, I guess the only difference between me and them is that I have to now buy these items to improve my game. And then the algorithm will purposely put them in a game where everyone's lower rank than you 
That's so shitty. Yeah, like uh, I remember so that shitty. like a year or two ago, there was a like a whole scientific journal on the psychology of of trying to monotonize or not monotonize to trying to maximize profits through like games like Call of Duty. It's crazy. But the biggest thing that they were putting out there is that you, what you want to do is you want to try to sell convenience to your to your players because content and this is what really pissed me off content is too expensive to fucking make <laughs> it's we want to sell convenience we want to make the game as grindy as possible so that you get the players so fed up and they want to accomplish all their quests that they would rather pay for a shortcut than play through the grind the filthiness in this i'm, I'm gonna me. say this and i <laughs> i know i'm gonna regret it but i gotta mention it sonic 06 or i think it was sonic 06 you could buy level unlocks there was one there was a couple sonic games where you could essentially buy progress in the game as dia as, as when <laughs> i'll find it i'll find it just because of your reaction give me a second <laughs> I've when never heard that. Me. That's like, hey, I beat Sonic 06. I spent $400, yeah. but I beat it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he goes into like a lot of different things. He like he talks about the the monetization by stage and he talks about the the different levels. The, gotcha the, the well, before that, the the hook habit and hobby aspect of it. So, mm-hmm. you want to hit them with that icebreaker and the first time that they play, it, you want to give them a bunch of cool shit. Like not really valuable shit. But a bunch of cool shit for them to like start getting into it. This is drug dealing. It's more or less. It's highway robbery at one yeah, point. You give them the good. You give them some of the good cocaine in the beginning, and then once they start buying from you, you give them the shittier stuff. Yeah. And you never give them the good shit because they want to constantly try and get the good shit. Yeah. You want to hit them with that habit. You want to. You want to sell them the progress. And yeah. when there's no more longer any progress to be made, and the example that they were going off of was Clash of Clans, where you've already progressed, you've already built your armies, you've already built your castles to the maximum. Now we have to start max. We now need to start monetizing consumables. So all your your stim packs or uh, food, your healing items, your healing items, your water. It's like we're just going to make them pay for it. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to compete with all the other high-level players. Mm-hmm. And then they go... It, go ahead. I got hit really hard because I was like... Because when he, when he goes farther past this part talking about the gachapons and stuff, and he was like, it's the same thing in the Western environment with Magic the Gathering. I was like, that motherfucker's <laughs> right! <laughs> he got me! They, they've been getting me for years! You, you but I'm at a point... I'm at a point where I only buy specific singles that I want now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I remember the days where I would sit there, and there's no greater pain than this, where you're trying to build a deck for your your standard deck, and you buy a whole box or two boxes or five boxes. I'm and you don't I'm even get the motherfucker. You need. Oh my god! The story about that. I bought five boxes of fucking Ixalan. I didn't get a goddamn um, walk the plank. Really? Yeah. I bought five so I, boxes I, and I didn't get one. I thought one. you were gonna bring up Aether Revolt because Aether Revolt is where Fatal Push came in. No, I got and I got the, plenty of Fatal Push in there. I got eight Fatal no, Pushes see, out of three boxes. So in our area, I don't know what happened, but in our area, we opened probably six boxes and only probably maybe five Aether or Fatal Pushes were pulled. That's crazy. The, algori- the algorithm for that was fuck. I love how yeah. we call it an algorithm. Whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. This video, I got halfway through it, and then I just, I, I literally started feeling sick. I was just like, oh, this is 
Yeah, it's the first time that I watched this. I had to watch this in in segments before because I've watched this video like four times. Because you just get mad. Because you just get upset, and then after that, you have to sit there and be like, you have to understand these are business people talking about business practices, regardless mm -hmm. on how scummy it is. Because at, it hits us more because this is our realm. This is our department. This is also a very big thing in the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wrong. I can't the, find one of the shit. Biggest I'm sorry. I feel better that I can't find it's, this shit. I swear it existed, but there's very hard. No, you need to. You need to keep Sonic Team <laughs> pure. Yeah, they may be incompetent, but you need to keep Sonic Team pure. What it is is you can download like very hard modes for Sonic 06. I thought it was completing hard mode or something, but so I just okay. completely misread. Isn't very hard mode just trying to beat the game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I get one every once in a while. But w one of the big ones that I fucking lost my shit on was Loss Aversion. I remember seeing this in like... That's uh, up right now. <laughs> yeah, th the Loss Aversion aspect of it was... Uh, the allegory is flip a coin, tails, you lose $100, uh, heads, you win $120. What you're trying to do is you're trying to make it seem like, oh my god, I'm going to lose out. I'm going to lose out mm -hmm. on all the shit that I have. So what they do in Temple Run is that you'll pick up items as you go and then you'll not finish the level. You'll like fail and then we're like, okay, well, we're going to take these items back unless you pay us like a dollar or some shit like that. In 15 seconds. In 15 seconds. Like there's a timer on there. And it's like you have 15 seconds. Otherwise, you're going to lose your fucking I want to, before I forget, <clears throat> I, I, and I'm not saying everywhere is like this. I'm not saying it still exists as much as it did back then, but... When I was uh, in my early years of college, um, I had a lot of friends that went into either music ed or performance or production. Um, I did have a friend who backed at amazing bass player. Uh, and like everyone, if he didn't go into something of music, people would have been like, what the fuck is your problem? But so he went into music production and like the music business side. He he quit that major in less than a year's time because he's like, dude, I'm I'm learning how to screw over bands and just make money. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. So and I, I want to yeah. just say like that's not every company, but also how many labels are actually out there anymore? It's so easy to do it yourself with stuff like that. But like that was like so this is not as shocking from a business aspect like you said there you know it is just business they're not even thinking about mm -hmm. they don't even see people on the other sides of the phones at this point they just see like yeah. no they're yeah, transactions they just see the bank statement at the end of the day it's all transactions they don't give a shit that you didn't have a feeling when you right. played their game you gave them money that's all hey look care. at konami now we make pachinka machines yeah dude have i told you that story where i thought it was a new king of fighters Maybe. game and it was just oh, a, pachi it was I a remember, machine. Oh, no. I remember you saying that because I had that same thing with Contra when they announced a new Contra game. Mm -hmm. The the fucking Castlevania game yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. the Metal Gear yeah. Solid game coming out. I'm just like, Kojima's gone. Why are you making another fucking Metal Gear Solid? And then it's a fucking pachinko machine. I'm just like, oh, okay, fuck me then. Okay, yeah, we made, we made <laughs> I'm the, the joke. Dumbass. Uh, we were talking about the Turbo <laughs> Graphics thing on the last Mega Vision show. And yep. um, Sketchcraft made the joke, or he, he was like, "Remember, this is Konami." I was like, "Ah, shit, yeah, you're gonna turn that fucking mini machine over, and it's actually a, mach a pachinko machine." Yeah, it's a mobile <laughs> gotcha. pachinko machine. 
Oh man. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't want to watch this video anymore. He's so into it. His fucking tucked in shirt with his goddamn giant ass belt. I want to say the company's logo is a piece of shit because it looks like some five year old tried to make the Xbox globe in like five seconds. It's three bad chess pieces surrounded by a fucking checkerboard. It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but I've made that in Microsoft uh, Paint before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All in all, moving away from it, it's just like this came out three years ago. This was really geared towards mobile games, but the thing to take away from it is that this is the shit that we're now seeing in our AAA titles. Biggest one I can think of right off the top of my head is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where they will stifle experience points for you to buy experience boosters so that you can progress through the story quicker. That's the games of pro- games of progress versus game of skill. You want to make the player grind out these missions, get frustrated, in order for them to find progress, they pay for it. Uh, one thing that he says is just like make sure your games aren't too skill based because you'll lose out on money. Make sure grinding and paying are the legitimate ways to progress through your game. And that's what we're starting to see in our single player games. You see it in fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We're going to see it moving forward in a lot of other games coming from Ubisoft and other AAA titles. It's I mean it's even disgusting. uh even in, uh, I think in World of Warcraft, there was a part, there was a point where you could pay money or something to get like, I don't know, I, I might be wrong on this too, but I feel like it was you could pay to get certain like gear that would give you like plus 30 experience points while you were leveling, like 30% or something like mm-hmm. that. And that was just, that was masking paying for experience. Yeah. By, by like, oh, this gear just scales with you. Now, it's heirloom gear. Heirloom gear now is, like, integrated into the game where you have to get it with ex- achievements and stuff like that. But at one point, I feel like it was either that or Maple Story. I used to play Maple Story a lot back in the day. And you could buy experience boosters with that as well. And I was just like, that was the part of the game. Even so, that's what I knew that microtransactions, I would not be that kid that just spent my parents all my parents' money. Because when I was playing Maple Story, there was the store that you could go into and I was looking at it, I was like, this stuff's stupid. Why would you buy like why would you buy these cat ears? They don't give you a defense boost. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the shit that I was noticing. When I first I think it was in college when I played my first MMO. I think I think it was around that time. And I was playing um uh fuck. It was one of those EG games, the name escapes me. But anyway. EverQuest? No. It was it was like no. some Korean shit. But nah. regardless, I'd go in there and I'd be like why is there a store within my game? And I didn't, it didn't click. <laughs> it didn't click with me. Cause I started playing other MMOs like the, the Shin Megami Tensei, uh, mm-hmm. MMO. And I eventually ever quest. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, what, are, why are there stores in the game? And they're just like, yeah, this is how they make money. <laughs> uh, but I know you guys aren't super into fighters, but street fighter five with its fight money. Do you guys know about that at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I know all yeah, about that. Yeah. Cause it was yeah. like, uh, for those that don't know, you would you would play an online match and you'd get like fifty fight monies or whatever, mm-hmm. but then you'd go and like and I'm mm-hmm. looking at an article now with Sakura getting her um, color fifteen battle outfit is twenty thousand fight monies. So you like unlocked yeah. a nickel by winning a battle for a thing that's yep. two hundred dollars or something insane. The thing about but that you can buy you can the buy fight money is what I was getting to. Yeah, the thing about that 
issue specifically is that Street Fighter Five had a controversy that they would put fucking ads oh, yeah. in their games. Oh, mm-hmm. that game. They had mm-hmm. fucking ads in their games. And if you turned off the ads because you were able to, you would get less fight money and they would make it harder for you to match up because they prioritized people who were playing with ads on versus playing with ads off. Now, in their defense, I think they have fixed that. They, they fixed it a little bit. It's not quite but the, the same. the damage is still done. The, um, I was working in games retail when that game came out, and people would come in. It came out the same day as a couple other things, and uh, and I knew all about this shit because I'm a uh, fellow Megavision um, Brett Hatfield, visionary, whatever we call ourselves, sorry. He, um, he's super into fighting games, and with the site we were on before Megavisions, uh, we were always talking about this stuff, and like other podcasts I listened to. So I knew like what was going on to the point where, now, I'm a manager at this store. People are coming in and buying games. It's my job to sell them games. And people will be like, all right, so I got to pick mm-hmm. between, I don't even remember what the other thing is, but I'll say Assassin's Creed. I got to pick between Assassin's Creed and Street Fighter. And they'd be like, what do you think I should get? I'll be like, I'm not going to tell you what to buy, but I'm going to tell you to not buy Street Fighter V. And I would go down this fucking list, and I was like, I want to let you know, wow. I'm supposed to be selling you these games, but I, I used to love Capcom games, and I cannot support this game. Do not buy this. Like, it was bad. That game had such a sloppy-ass launch, yeah. and yep, it's... It did. I bought uh, it at launch. Where you could you could go launch. online and there was bad. no story mode or no versus or something. I forget what it was exactly. Yeah. Nothing. So, like, nothing. hold on. I don't really mind that there's not a story mode because you go there. But there's no practice mode. Or, Sorry. There, no, no, no. There was training mode and then there was, like, a really shitty arcade mode. Like, it wasn't, like, a traditional arcade yeah. mode where it's, like, okay, you fight, you know, random person. It was, like, a pseudo story mode where it's, like, you fight the same three people and you couldn't really practice your matchups. Right. That's what, what my issue was. And then you just go online. And it was, like, oh, the story mode and all the other stuff is coming later. Yeah, it was basically pushed um, out in time I, I for the to... Capcom Cup. And I was just, like, this is hot shit. And it's a full price game. Yeah. I, this, I, mm. I'll just keep playing yeah. Street Fighter 4. I, I started getting butthurt when Third they released uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Third that strike. was what started to butthurt me. First time I ever rage quit online was that game. Fuck that game. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's literally the game is if you drop a yes. combo. Yes, well, that was done. the thing is I... Uh, kudos to them for not letting you see what other people picked. If you were playing online, you couldn't... So you couldn't counterpick mm-hmm. your team. team and that, was, that made yeah. sense. But people learn. You put... Um, uh, Wesker and Dante or Deadpool. No, it's we- Wesker, Virgil, yeah. Doom. Or Magneto. But yeah, like any like team I saw Wesker or one of those three, I'm like, nah, I'm out. And that that happened because Wesker's like Agent Smithing all over the screen. And I'm just like, I don't even, this isn't even fun. What's going on? So, but mm-hmm. that's a whole other. I, I mean, I do not, I'm not a fan of Filipino champ, but you can go watch his, some of his videos and, or even I don't like Chris G either, but they're good at Marvel three. I mean, that's what it is. It's literally, I mean, if you did, if you couldn't learn, if you were a zero player and you didn't know uh, lightning loops, you're done. Yeah. I always picked Amaterasu cause she had ridiculous reach with some of her things and it would just piss people off. Cause you don't even yeah. turtle. She's a dog. She's already ducking down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, so it I did. guess uh, all this sucks and there's no hope for the future. <laughs> it's the summary nope. of it. Yeah. Play safe. Yeah. Play just go back and play this old is, shit. This is, <laughs> This is the collapse of Western civilization. Fucking weird. Fucking what is like? It's our. It's the best time to be playing games, but in some aspects, the worst time to be playing games. It's so weird. 
it's a lot of fun to play indie games. Yeah. And it's like small yeah. dev team games, but AAA has gone down the shitter. Anyway, Big that's time. news. Right. Yeah. I got to get me a copy of Banjo-Kazooie again. I need to play that on stream. You still haven't gotten that? I mean, I haven't. I, mean, I will I could send go right you now my copy one. of Banjo-Kazooie if it Don't you have two copies or something? Or you, it's like... I have something. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have something. I have a lot of games, yeah. man. Yeah. I've crossed the 2000 mark, man. Yeah. All right. So this is the part of the show where we do what we're, what's coming up in our lives and what we do. So again, Scotty, we will start with you. What have you got going on coming up in the next? What week? it do? What it do? Well, I'm gonna be streaming some more Rayman Two on the old Dreamcast. Yep. Um, yeah, a it's a fun game. It's a good. Pla- Speaking of Banjo Kazooie and platformers, it's a good. It's a decent platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people like somehow I missed it, but I remember playing the demo for that game forever, like on repeat. Uh, one of the demo discs. Um, I did start that Kiss game, that Kiss Psycho Circus. I was gonna ask about I that. that. I was gonna I ask that about that. Too. I it's saw so that stupid. Tweet. It's dumb. It's not a bad game, but it's not a good game. It's straight up Quake and Doom. Uh, not um, shit. What's the other one? Yeah, yeah. Unreal Quake Tournament. and Unreal just fucking copy left so, and right. So I saw that. And I'm just like, yo, it looks like Quake. Let me get a copy it's, of that. Like it's that looks fucking a brain, dumb. The funniest thing about it is they don't address the fact that it's a band at all. That Kiss is a band anywhere. Like this is based off of the Todd McFarlane comic book, not the rock band. Um oh, uh, granted okay. there is like a a, a um there's like a jukebox and a stage at the beginning of the game, but the back, I'll, I'll read the back of the thing, a portion of it here. Based on characters from Todd McFarlane's best-selling Kiss Psycho Circus comic book series, Horde technology allows for an unprecedented amount of creatures on the screen at once. Let the carnage begin. Play it as the four powerful Kiss elders and explore four hellish realms. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> the Kiss elders. It's so good. I, what's that? Uh, what's that Aerosmith game? I'd rather play uh, that. Uh, the shooter, the, like on rails. You guys, thing. you guys both yeah, know what, what I'm talking about. Yes, Generation yeah, that's X, it. Yeah. Revolution, Revolution whatever, X. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Revolution X. Yeah, but this that. is not a bad game. It's just nothing special. And like, I started it, and I'm gonna finish it because I'm like already halfway through it somehow. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll leave a vote on on Twitter or something between Rayman and that because it's it's a fun dumb thing. Um, that's I'm, I'm shoot. Yeah, Rayman. <laughs> nah, <laughs> fucking kiss, man. Shooters are always easy to stream because you can mindlessly go through those. I started to watch a speed run mm-hmm. of it and saw that you, except for certain parts, you don't have to kill enemies. So I was trying to do that a little bit here and there. Yeah, the essentially, there was. Uh, I thought of you, Corey, when I ran into the uh, the Uno Uno psychopath or something, and it's because uh, you were big on the Uniracers, um, the fucking yeah. this <laughs> oh, thing that's like a God. skeleton on a buzzsaw, that and that's a Unicycho or something. Yeah, <laughs> so that's dumb. awesome. I think Kiss. My my wife told me Kiss is on their fine. I think they're on their farewell again. Tour. They've been on their farewell. Yes, thank you. The- that's what I said. And my wife goes, no, they have it. I was like, bull crap. If it makes them money, they'll yeah. come back. It's like the same thing. Slayer just finished a farewell, a farewell tour, and they're doing another one, which I'm happy about because now I can finally oh, fucking right. see yeah. Slayer because yeah, I, I missed out on it the last time. Yeah. But no, they just announced an entire another leg, like a whole another leg. So. Yeah, small, small, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Stanley Ugh. will do whatever the fuck. Or, no, Gene Simmons. 
Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, he'll Gene Simmons. whatever. He'll license out his face to anything, and if that's another tour, cool. They'll sit up there and hit play on a boombox for "I Want to Rock and Roll All Night Every Day." Yeah. Was it, wait, were they the bands that did mm-hmm. that? Some band they, did that. Yeah. yeah. They, okay. They, they did. Yeah, that was fucking. Kiss, yeah. I'm upset because Foo Fighters and Tenacious D and Weezer have announced a tour for South America. That's only South America? America. What the fuck? That's what I've seen. That's what I've seen. I don't give a shit about Weezer. Like I like older Weezer. But yeah, I fuck don't, Weezer. I'm, but Tenacious D and Foo Fighters yeah, together? I'd like to see Tenacious D one time. Which Jable and Jables? Um, that's from Jack Black's right. Kyle channel. looks so different. Uh, what was I talking about? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we yes. just wrapped up the Sideshow podcast on Mega Visions where we finally finished playing through Shenmue 2. A big emotional ride. Nice. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, we... Yeah, it's oh boy, that's for patrons only on our Patreon. You can hop on patreon.com backslash megavisions to support the physical Sega magazine that we do. But also Scrub Scrubbers. Yeah, you do. You guys are the friendly endorsement. Yeah, look at that right there. For audio listeners, they're (laughs) Jesus, did you guys have these things ready? They're grabbing their magazines and showing (laughs) them on screen right right now. (laughs) How do you have three? I got uh I got one oh, from Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And mine's oh, in a limits, sleeve. Uh, uh, pristine, complete, sealed in box. I read this one. I keep this one in this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, thank you guys. We do appreciate that though. But yo, Chris, ten dollars. I told yeah. him that I was supposed to pick up my, <laughs> I my Patreon version. Um, but the uh, oh, the other big, damn it, the other big thing. Sorry, my audio that I want to be on here to talk about. And I'll give you a picture for the flyer you can use um, for any part of this or whatever. Is the Megavision's Dreamcast Dreamless 24-hour marathon on September 7th, celebrating 24 hours of the Dreamcast. But also we raise, and part of the main factor of it is we raise money for Extra Life, which if you don't know, that is a charity program that people can play tabletop games, board games, fucking cornhole, whatever, uh yeah, uh, they they did. They have a stream day every year. It's in November, but um, you can also stream and raise money any time of the year. Our donation page is already open. But what we do, and I'll give a small background where the marathon started on a site that I used to be part of called Sega Addicts. Um, some of the old stuff you can check on sega-addicts.com if you want to uh, podcasts and streams and stuff we used to do. But um, shout outs to Josh who forever ago started the twenty four hour dreamcast dreamless marathon i get the name wrong every time um and i took the helm of that at one point it was just playing dream uh playing dreamcast games for 24 hours and then i learned of extra life and i was like wait you can raise money for a good cause and do Mm -hmm. nothing different than what i've already been doing for years why don't i do this so I do mine for the Arkansas okay. Children's Hospital. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've done it for the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital the past couple of years. Last year, we raised over 500 bucks, which is really cool. Uh, but what we do overall, playing the Dreamcast for 24 hours, you know, Sega's last console, but we show some of the oddities, but also the staples, like Sonic Adventure. We start with that one every year. Um, this is where Pole Caliber came from. Uh, we end the 24 hours with a couple <laughs> matches in Pole Caliber to kind of give ourselves our final wind as we go through fucking dead yeah you'll see it we stand up and just (laughs) go crazy and um but it's yeah chris Chris will be there uh we'll have a couple of my buddies and some other uh regulars attend some people swing by we hosted at my 
place of living now. We've done that for the past couple of years. Um, but, you know, we play a Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure Jet Set Radio. Some of the other obscure games we throw in there, like we might do Illbleed again this year. Um, Pen Pen Triassalon has become a weird request. Um, <laughs> Tokyo Bus Guide was one that kind of was something crazy. We didn't know what it was going to be, but it ended up being something. That's, that's all I'll say because you got to tune in for that one. Um, but yeah, we raise money for the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital. We also, every year, give away a Dreamcast console, and it goes anywhere in the world. Last year, we shipped it out to Mexico. Um, a couple years ago, it went out to Germany. Um, so that's overall what it is, is to raise money, kind of also spread awareness of the Dreamcast. My, my favorite thing about it is people that have a Dreamcast or maybe don't have one or just got one is, like, the people that come back and say, like, dude, yo, I checked out half of my library is the stuff that you guys were playing that I had no idea, like what the fuck was a toy commander or other stuff beforehand and, and things like that. Uh, that's yes. what happened at too many games when I was like, you guys basically, I was like, I got to get a dreamcast. Like you guys talk about this. So highly. yeah, it's a cool dreamcast. And then is we played shit, Sonic man. R <laughs> that's Saturn. Get your, get your shit right. Oh, that's true. And we yeah, weren't even true. playing it, but we were playing oh, it I'm in, sorry. in your defense. I'm we were sorry. playing it on GameCube. So GameCube. So who knows where it started, but uh, yeah, so yeah i guess that, so. i mean it's a weird <laughs> thing so but yeah i'm trying to get this feud going that That's no one wants to happen. be a part of it's I'm it's done like nintendo is nintendo is walking around with the corpse of what sega was and it's now no, no, wearing no, it i'm just trying to i'm trying to get the, the form of putting sonic the, it's not gonna happen I'm trying to do the Mega Visions versus the Scrubverse, and it's not happening oh. because half of the Scrubverse is on the Megaverse side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. So it's it's you Pretty guys much. versus me. Pretty much. I was just grab. <laughs> I like Nintendo. I, yeah, I don't hate them, but their online shit sucks. Um, I was trying to grab some stuff that we've done in the past that's been crazy, but we also do like indie Dreamcast games. We try to have an hour or so of that with like stuff like that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Gunlord and stuff, but. Um, so it's oh, oh, I'm tripping yeah. over my cable, um, but yeah, so it's a cool thing, and it's on Twitch, and we'll have more info as it as we release it, including the schedule. What's okay? What's September seventh, so nine seven nineteen. We try to do it as close as we can to the anniversary. This year is the twentieth anniversary for nine nine nineteen. Oh, it's cut off. Let me use that that guy right there. Um, for there the listeners nine, again, nine, I have a um, giant Sonic standee from when the Dreamcast was going to be released that says "Reserve yours now." And what the hell? Uh, retail for one ninety nine ninety nine. Launch price for a console. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah, those were the days until you realized that ninety that two hundred bucks was like. Uh, yeah, what is that? Come super to now. expensive. That's... I'm I'm pulling it up right now. So the conversion that was rate here. I think the Nintendo like equaled out to like four eighty seven now. I believe it, but um, that was the equivalence of three hundred and eleven dollars. That's still pretty good. That's Damn. a fucking deal for a launch console anymore, or a launch price. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's I could keep talking about it forever. There's previous streams of it as well. We have it up on our YouTube page. We we stream it like we cut it off every hour for archiving purposes because we don't want to. No one's going to watch a 24-hour no, video yeah. online. So No. Yeah, but uh, no, we're very excited cool. for it. Excited to do it again this year. 
Awesome. We will. I will definitely be tuning in. That's three days after my birthday. One day after Monster Hunter World. Ice oh boy, comes out. Yeah, September's a <laughs> September's a big month. Head. Chris of uh, Mega Visions was joking. Yeah. He's like, "When's the Genesis Mega Drive Mini come out?" I'm like, oh, "September 19th." He's like, "Why don't we give away some of those?" I'm like, "That's not a Dreamcast." I thought. <laughs> I was, yeah, <laughs> I thought for a second like that might get people interested, but also it doesn't make sense. It doesn't right. fit the format. <laughs> All right, awesome, man. We'll be we'll be tuning into that. Chris, what do you got going on? I'm gonna figure out what I'm gonna do with these. I'm I'm gonna make a video out of this shit, and then I we still got to talk about the the too many games thing. So boy, do we. Those are the those are my <laughs> two priorities when it comes. to Oh, I want to say real quick. I'm on. sorry to interrupt you. Well, whatever. We interrupt everyone. Whatever. Fuck it. But your too many games uh, post too many games. Um, podcast really made me smile because you guys said how like our booth was your home base when you get separated you're like me at the megavisions booth and stuff and like that was we honestly it was. like it was. that was really cool and and not just that but i mean chris you saw when i when you walked up and i realized who you were like you probably saw my brain clicking for a second and i was like yeah. holy shit i need to give this guy a hug where's the other guys i need to hug because it was like yeah, I kind of held back because I was like, I don't know if they're going to. No, that's us. cool. I understand that <laughs> meeting internet people and all, but like it's uh, it was such a stressful but incredibly productive and rewarding weekend that like having mm-hmm. you guys there even for split seconds of like, okay, I don't need to turn on my game face for like I can turn that off for like five I seconds don't need to be and, on. <laughs> and and just talk to people. So that was, but that whole portion of the podcast, I was just smiling the whole time. So I wanted to thank you guys for all your kind words. Oh. So yeah, no problem, man. You're welcome. It was no it was straight up that. genuine. We gotta have we gotta have guests besides. Conrad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, me, I will also be working in tandem with Chris on this uh, post too many games video because we got to get that out. Uh, I'm going to start writing for my snowboard snowboard kids two video. I kind of have an idea what I want to do with it. Uh, I don't know fully if I want to do informative or if I want to mix a little bit of comedy in there with it as well. Uh, we'll see. I just gotta see it with the power of editing what I can do. So, but tonight, uh, me and my wife, right after this, it is five o'clock here. We are gonna go grocery shopping, and then tonight I am going to be going live on Tornado Jones' uh, Twitch page. With uh, I think what I'm gonna do is tonight. I have been wanting to play Mario uh, Super Mario 64. I have not played that Fuck game it. in a long time, so I'm gonna pick that. Yeah, I'm gonna pick that up. I uh, don't know if I'm gonna be going for 120 stars. But let's see how it goes. I haven't played it in a while. I don't have Banjo Kazooie, so I'm gonna play Mario. I'm gonna send so, you Banjo. There we go. <laughs> it's so okay. weird. I got Hashtag stuff to send, send you him too. Banjo. Um, <laughs> it's so yeah. Everybody, it's so weird anymore. Like you say Mario 64, but I've only heard that game talked about lately with speed runs. Like nobody talks about just like having fun in that game, like a casual yeah. run. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna try some of those. I've never tried like the backward jumps. Yeah, up the, the, it's I'm the easiest try, trick. A lot of those. Things. It's the easiest trick in the game. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try it because I've never tried it before. Also, this week, uh, Chris, I know I said it last week, but things came up. I am. There will be one night where we do a uh, beat art stream. I'm gonna get your say, uh, Sonic done. And get you a bunch of stuff sent up there. The gang sign Sonic that I posted back a couple weeks ago in the Discord. <laughs> Chris's yep. uh, so, uh, Night of the Roxbury. Yep. Yep. Movie wise, I think we're gonna go try and see Spider Man Far From Home. I don't know when. Maybe tomorrow, but we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. Cool. So that's about it. All right. Well, that's all we've got this week. We want to thank our guest uh, Scotty from Mega Visions. Thank you for stopping. Thanks in for having and, me, guys. Uh, it's been fun. Us. 
It's yeah. been fun. Let's do this again next no week. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> right? All right, everybody, you all have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. Yeah.